If you're watching us on Utreon, you already know this. We go live on Utreon. Let me see. I got to block my face. So that we could hold guns like this because YouTube won't let us do it. So if you want to, if you want to join us live, you go over to Utreon slash Who Moved My Freedom podcast. That way you can get to see us fondle the guns. There you go. Like this one. Um, I did a short about this one if you guys want to know more. We'll get into it here as we get into the show. <laughs> I hope you got some guns. All right, let's see here. We've got uh, Rolando, the Puerto Rican Pistolero, joining us here. I think everything's good. I don't see or hear any complaints from anyone. I awesome. will I will push the button, and uh, we'll get going here. Let's kick it off. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Situation, Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Franklin Armory. Franklin Armory provides 100% U.S.-made firearms and awesome binary option triggers. Their focus and purpose is to provide freedom tools to all Americans, especially those in not-so-free states. So when you're in the market, please consider Franklin Armory. Okay, bada-bing, bada-boom, here we go. We are live. Let's get the jazz hands going. Rolando, the Puerto Rican Pistolero, is joining us right now. We are live. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. This is episode 928 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Um, and the title is, What's Up With The FBI? I know this. Rolando and I were talking about this. That's what everyone's talking about. With Rolando, yep. the Puerto Rican Pistolero, joining me. Ro, what's up, man? What's going on? Not too much. I've uh, been... Been busy, been doing more streams than ever the last couple of months, but it's been uh, it's been really awesome. I had a lot uh, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, man, uh, big things happening for you guys. I think the last time I saw you, I was uh, I think I was on I was on yep. on your show. Yeah, yep, it was our one hundredth episode. Mm -hmm. How did it go? Oh man, it was excellent. It was uh, one of our most viewed episodes, and uh, it brought a, a lot of new people on. And uh, I was grateful for you and everyone else that was uh, able to jump on and make it there. It was cool. How many people? I know when I was on, um, let me see, I'm trying to remember who was on. I know Kevin Dixie, uh, mm -hmm. and then um, uh, Argo J. Argo, yep. Right. Uh, Tony Simon. Tony and Simon. Then, uh, and then Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers uh, hopped in there for a bit. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're rolling with the big boys, man. <laughs> What's, how did that happen uh well so that, that's you know, been, geeks and gamers that's that's cool yeah that's cool deal. so yeah. that's that's been kind of crazy so for people that don't know geeks and gamers is a pretty big uh video game mm -hmm. uh well it's a group of channels at this point um on youtube uh, it was started by uh jeremy griggs he's d-day cobra over on youtube and he runs the the main geeks and gamers channel and his own channel and he pretty much started it out as talking about video game news. And around the time that, uh, you know, Trump was getting elected uh, in 2016 and Star Wars Episode Eight came out, The, the Last Jedi, mm -hmm. uh, it really just, uh, it kind of all coincided. And that was like a pivotal moment in the, uh, pretty much in, not in just politics, but the culture war. Mm -hmm. Because it was clear kind of Disney had an agenda that they were trying to push, uh, you know, feminism and, you know, the typical diversity and woke crap into Star Wars. 
Right. And uh, Jeremy was one of the big guys on YouTube that called it out. Uh, Eric July, mm-hmm. uh, Gary over at Nerdrotic were also some of the big ones. And they kind of, uh, that's kind of how they became big on YouTube and yeah. started, uh, you know, that uh, Geeks and Gamers channel. Yeah. And, Young uh, Ripper. That's uh, Eric July, right? Young yep. Ripper. Yep. Young Ripper 5'9". So, yeah. And, uh, Young Ripper's been doing a ton of awesome stuff lately. Uh, yeah. He's got his comic books out there that he's yep. making. Kajillions. Kajillions. Yep of dollars coming in that's it's good stuff yep mm-hmm. so uh you know we we kind of knew eric before through uh caro brown she was one of our one of the people that used to be in our chat early on uh during our podcast uh, she wasn't a big con person but mm-hmm. uh she was into freedom and uh she just kind of started watching our show mm-hmm. i think we mentioned eric once and she's like hey i work with eric uh, uh, on his show nice and uh you so never know it, who's watching yeah that yeah. that's how it is it's really crazy mm-hmm. how things work mm-hmm. so she kind of uh, linked us up with eric we were able to get uh on his show and it's kind of crazy how especially today that you have me on that we're talking about all this it's kind of like all these events had a little bit to do with all this stuff um and how we got here really uh, to be honest with you you know mm-hmm. from trump getting elected uh, and uh, the gun control it's been going on. It's like all these different things within the political and cultural space mm-hmm. have kind of coalesced and we've bounced kind of in inside of it. So uh, we were on Eric's show, but it was three days before January 6th. So after that, the kind of the conversation completely changed uh, in the country. And so our show never aired. Uh, but he uh, he had interactions with Maj. He was at Maj's Solutionary Summit. And obviously we, were, uh, we know Maj and we're close with Devin. So they invited us to do our show there, and we kind of got to, uh, you know, turn the tables on Eric and interview him live mm-hmm. uh, there for about an hour. So it was it was cool. He remembered us, uh, and we had a great conversation. And from that point, uh, I had already been watching Eric for a couple of years, and I saw, you know, some of the other channels that he was interacting with, and he um, he was on Gary and uh, Jeremy's show that they have every Friday, uh, Friday Night Tights. Uh, which at this point has become pretty huge. They have like twelve to fourteen thousand people watching live every Friday now, um, and they've done you know a couple hundred episodes I think at this point. Mm-hmm. So I saw Eric go on their show. I was like, well, these guys are pretty cool. They they they're cut from the same cloth. Um, you know, I feel the same way about what's going on in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I care about what's going on in the freedom movement, and I always saw Eric. Eric is a big time libertarian and pro freedom. Uh, well, he's probably just at this point, he's just more his own thing because the Libertarian Party is kind of a joke and he he's not afraid to call them out. Mm-hmm. But um, he's always been a lot more political, whether it's in his music or, uh, uh, you know, his YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So he uh, he already resonated with me. Um, I started watching Jeremy a lot more. They, they actually uh, every Sunday they play Mario Kart. They've been doing that for more than a year. Kind of got to see everybody. And uh, I liked what Jeremy was doing, and he was actually one of the first YouTube channels that I really, you know, uh, I wanted to support every month just because I really enjoyed what they were doing. And it was something that, you know, we were passionate about. You can see our background here. Everybody that knows us that's been following us over the last few years knows that. (laughs) Right up your alley. (laughs) Yeah, knows that video games, pop culture, all that stuff, those are things that we're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Uh, The gun, you know, gun advocacy, freedom advocacy, that's kind of something that we fell into. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we always wanted to incorporate our passion because this, you know, the culture war dictates what's going on in politics and vice versa. 
Mm-hmm. So it's very important to know what's going on there because young people gravitate towards those things. And for better or for worse, they listen to people in the cultural space. Mm-hmm. Uh, it drives us crazy that a bunch of idiotic celebrities have so much influence, but that's kind of the, uh, the world that we live in today. Yeah, I think, I think overall culture is more important than any one segment of something. So yeah. even for us as gun guys, for what we're doing to really grow, we can't be in, a, in one stagnant pool, right? Mm-hmm. This is one of the things that a lot of folks say when people talk about separating from YouTube and, and, and all social media. Because if, if yeah. we really separate ourselves, then we're just in one pool and there is no room for growth. It's kind of yep. like if, if you look at Truth Social, for example, if everyone, if all of us who thought this way really went over there, we would never have an opportunity to grow and reach a new audience because in general, people are into all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should be, if you're capable of doing it, you should be on every platform that you can pretty much handle. So if you have the time to be able to upload your stuff or, you know, in, in some cases you can pay for a service that does that, if you can kind of take on that burden, then I think it's worth your time to be everywhere until they force you out. Because as long as you're on their platforms, yes, they can kind of control and dictate some of the things that you say if you want to stay on that platform Mm -hmm. and kind of grow. But at the same time, even if you have to, you know, limit a little bit of your speech, you can always use those platforms to point somebody else to say, hey, if you really want the real story and you want you want to see even more stuff that I can't show on YouTube, check me out on Utreon, check me out on Rumble, mm-hmm. uh, you know, any of those other alternative platforms or same thing on Twitter. You can even tweet out like, hey, just check me out on Truth Social if you want me to, you know, say the stuff that I can't say that Twitter doesn't want you to hear. And yeah. that has its own appeal in its own way because yeah. then people on those other platforms can be intrigued and then that you can funnel them in and ultimately be successful on multiple platforms and kind of use their own system against them as uh, as best as you can. Yeah, I think, you know, look, I hate it that YouTube does what it does. And all, all these, you know, Twitter, for example, um, or, I mean, any of these social media, I don't like truth, to be honest with you. Right? Mm-hmm. I haven't used <laughs> uh, it yet. So <laughs> they do, they block me all the time, man. They, yeah. so I'll, I'll post that we're doing this podcast. And they'll actually, you know how on Instagram, if you put up a picture, I guess, if you go hunting and you take a deer or something, put up a picture, they put, you know, that graphic violence. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, they've put that over me sharing this podcast. <laughs> so, oh, you know, so I don't like any of these things. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm not happy with any of that happening and it shouldn't happen that way. But us just going like, oh, this is not fair, has nothing to do with it. You know, these are these are pimping rules, right? Yeah, you know, um, you don't hate the player, you hate you you hate the game, but you still you still play. Yeah, I mean that's you know? how it is. Yeah, I mean until you, have to you can, be in it. Uh, until and unless you can realistically build your own platform, and and you know both sides throw that at each other all the time, like mm-hmm. you didn't build that or just go build your own thing, which obviously can be prohibitive in a lot of ways. But you know, at the end of the day, Truth Social, if they want to be on the App Store, they're still going to follow certain rules that are dictated by Google and Apple. Yeah. So if you don't like that, then you can go use Gab or Mastodon yeah. or some other uh, some other thing that's completely unregulated. But at the same time, they'll always say, oh, well, look, they, they're big on Gab or Mastodon. That's where the crazy people hang out. Even if it's not true, it doesn't matter because they successfully stigmatize those things. Yeah. So, I mean, they're always going to try to do stuff like that. Yeah. it's that's, a, that's how it is. 
there's a whole bunch of things going on with that, right? You know, first of mm-hmm. all, Truth Social has its own rules for its own reasons. Like, I believe one of them is that you can't talk bad about Trump or whatever, right? <laughs> you know, there's all these, there's all these, everyone has their thing. It's, it's their, uh, it's their sandbox. Yeah. You know, they're, they could play however they want to. And if you're in there with them, you've got to play by those, by those rules. So, you know, ultimately what I believe is that if you if you don't play in the game then you kind of like go away so if you have the ability if you don't need to do it then Mm -hmm. hey you don't need to do it right or if you don't want to do it but if Mm -hmm. if you're in a position that we're in a lot of these other guys out there that we're talking about you have to play the game until you can create something you know something independent from that or something else comes along it's really 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 super expensive (laughs) This is what the whole Twitter thing with Elon Musk is all about, right? I, mm-hmm. I saw him talking. Um, they did the they did like the Tesla annual shareholders meeting, and they let the shareholders vote on asking him questions. One of them was about Twitter, and the thing that he said is that he has ideas for for a social media platform, mm-hmm. and it's going to be expensive and take also a lot of time to build that. And the reason why he was interested in Twitter is because it could save him like three years on the plan that he has. So he yep. could do he could do it without Twitter, but buying Twitter can save him a few years. So buying Twitter like they're trying to sue him and force him into doing, what are we talking about here? 40, 50 billion? Yeah. Six, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's serious money, man. It is. It is. <laughs> You know, so and, and it wasn't all his. So I mean, who's going to be on the hook right. for that? Because uh, you know, some investors obviously. Now he could theoretically, if he liquidated his assets, he'd be worth you know a hundred and something billion, almost two hundred billion. Mm-hmm. So he could, in theory, cash that out. But he wouldn't do that because that would be stupid mm-hmm. to cash out his assets to in order to fund that entirely himself. Yeah. Uh, especially if he's correct in saying that you know uh, almost the majority of Twitter is bots and it's yeah. all bullshit. Right. So, you know, why would he want something that's built completely on fraud and bullshit? Uh, nobody would want that. So mm-hmm. I always thought that he's trying to get Twitter into a position where they have to go to court and there has, they have to go into discovery and they're going to have to be, you know, basically reveal that their algorithms are skewed to in a certain direction and that they have a lot of fake bot accounts running rampant throughout the platform and either Twitter endorses it or they can do nothing about it and they have no control over their own platform. Yeah. So either way, that allows Elon to basically either cut himself out of the deal or go to the government and go to the shareholders and be like, your your company is entirely bullshit, so I shouldn't have to pay $40 billion for it. You're going to have to cut this to like $20 billion or even more mm-hmm. if you want to buy it. And, and I'll do you the favor of buying it from you at that point. Yeah. I'm going to be doing gonna, you a they, favor. Yeah, they're going to go the way of MySpace or something like yeah. that um, either yeah. way. So, yeah, I listen – the potential wealth uh, of Elon Musk is actually scary. I don't think anyone really realizes um, the assets that he's sitting on with mm-hmm. Tesla, SpaceX, etc. I mean, yep. you know, the so for example, Teslas, they're driving all around the country and pretty soon the planet mapping everything, man. Do you know what that mm-hmm. data is? It's if you could go back in time to, to when Google started doing what it's, you know, what it's doing. Like how far could, do we have to go back to Google? Is it, 
it's more than 20 years. It's like probably mm-hmm. closer to 30 years. I don't think anyone understood. Like Google knows everything, right? Yeah. They're the number one search engine. They know everything about everyone. So then imagine the value of cars that are driving around mapping. It knows what traffic is, how people are driving, mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of all kinds of data is, is going on there. That's incredibly, incredibly valuable. Even if, is, yeah. even, even if Tesla's, even if people stopped buying those cars, that technology that they're developing on its own, which people aren't going to stop buying them. That's amazing. Then you have yep. SpaceX where, you know, where, I mean, <laughs> this stuff of like rockets taking off and then landing, that mm-hmm. is literally out of the original sci-fi movies. Yep. <laughs> Not even the ones you and I grew up on. Yep. So and, I mean, honestly, it's all stuff that that people thought we were going to have like forty years ago already, but we just kind of stopped after the Cold War. Yeah, can't after do we it. landed on the yeah. moon, we were just kind of like, well, we did it, so let's like we don't have to do this anymore. We proved that we're the best. Yeah, the so well, we well the government kind of, like, can't do it. it off. Yeah, government yeah. can't do it. It takes true true creativity. The space program basically, we grabbed up those dudes from uh, the Nazi dudes, right? Yeah, and that and that's how we ran the space program. Well. Mm-hmm. You know, to go to the next level takes true creativity that cannot really happen inside of any government, right? Any government system. So there's a lot of things. Um, yep. You know, when you're looking at Starlink, I know people complain about it. I have it. I complain about it, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if you think of the potential of Starlink, of where he could go, where they could go with what they're doing, he could put out a phone. Yep. You know, there's all kinds of well, craziness I mean, look, that well, happen. Well, look what he's already doing. He's basically helping influence the war in Ukraine because mm-hmm. he gave them Starlink coverage and there's nothing that the Russians can do about it. So they have uninterruptible communications uh, and internet service now that allows them to control drones, that allows them to get intelligence, uh, that allows them to communicate Sick. with their soldiers. Like they, That's already a company right there that he basically was like, okay, I'm going to tip the scales here. And that shows how even even... I mean, obviously, the defense companies are extremely powerful. If you think about it, there are companies that are building weapons. If they wanted to use them, they could do something. Um, but, you know, controlling information is even more powerful. And that's what Elon Musk is doing here. He's basically like, it doesn't matter what you do to this country. You can't stop the signal. Literally, you can't stop the signal. That's yeah. what he's doing there. Yeah, it's so, crazy. The potential. And it's, gra- it's great and, and, and terrifying at the same time because yeah. one day, you know, Elon, uh, companies last beyond their founders a lot of times. Uh, you know, some companies flame out quickly. Others last forever mm-hmm. or seemingly forever. So Elon might be cool and he might be altruistic and may use this stuff for good. I don't know. His motives are, are, are confound me sometimes. I don't know what his deal is. But uh, let's say that he were using it for good. Once he's gone, either because he dies or he's like, I'm retiring, I'm done. Uh, whoever takes over the company next may not be the same way, and they're still going to have access to all this stuff. Yeah. I don't and, think I mean, you see I don't movies. Think you see movies like that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like I, ro- I robot Evil. is basically like that. <laughs> I robot's basically all about that. Yeah, he um, could be. He know. could be. Uh, he could be Doctor Evil easily. But you know, and yeah. I don't think he's perfect either. I think he's got no. a lot of issues. He definitely likes sleeping around and uh, banging mm-hmm. other people's chicks and making babies which is nothing there's nothing wrong with the making babies part i i can't complain about that but you know he's pretty much notorious um for (laughs) for for getting at the ladies (laughs) 
Yep. And not in a super honorable way. No. <laughs> I mean, so who knows? I mean, it man? seems like there's a lot of there's a lot of dudes uh that seem to have that in common nowadays. So um <laughs> at that what's, level. What's the what's the first motivation of uh human beings? I mean yeah, we, we're driven we're driven by yep. sex. Yep. It's just that's just a reality. So what happens when we get a lot of money and a lot of power? It doesn't matter anymore, like you know, and Elon Musk is not good looking. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> no, he's not even suave. He's not even magnetic. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's none of that stuff. But yeah, you know, uh, listen, it, it's crazy what a few hundred thousand will do, much less a few million or a few, you know, billion. billion. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it totally insane stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah, it completely changed everything. Yeah. Uh, let's see really quick here before we go. I'll get some comments in from people. Uh, DCG 44 says, speaking of data, I read Amazon bought Roomba vacuums. They're saying they will soon, soon have a map of your home. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and night train says, enjoyed the show Sunday, Rolando with your lovely wife, Gloria. Awesome. Thank you. Gloria Stefan. <laughs> there you go. And DCG 44 says, zip it, Hank. Yes. That's the zip 22. That's what that is. We'll, we'll awesome. get into it. Uh, we'll get into it here. Um, I did do a short of that. That's up actually on um, on the Who Moved My Freedom stuff. You guys will see that. I'm putting shorts up for anyone. We'll, we'll take a break. We'll come right back. Walther Arms has been making concealed carry handguns for over 90 years, starting with the PPK. Today, Walther is based in the good old US of A and still builds quality firearms like the PPQ and PDP for personal defense and competition. So when you're in the market, please consider Walther Arms. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Walther Arms. So here's a quote from Night Train. Uh, he didn't do it exactly. He he's being uh, he's being nice about it. He says, uh, "Night train. First you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the women." Tony Tony Montana. I think he said, "First you get the money, then you get the power, then yeah, well. you get the bitches." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, truth. That's the most. Motiva- that's the motivation so, for dudes. <laughs> <laughs> it is in a lot of cases. So. Uh, Oh, I, I, I never finished the story. So, oh, yes. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we started supporting uh, geeks and gamers. And when you become, you know, every every channel does something, you know, if, if you support them either, you know, you get access to exclusive content and things like that. So one of theirs, you know, in, in gaming channels, Discord is huge. Discord is kind of like a forum and mm-hmm. voice chat or video chat service mm-hmm. uh, and software. It's yeah. on, you know, mm-hmm. on PC and cell phone and now on mm-hmm. Xbox, too. So a lot of gaming channels use that. It's actually a pretty, a really good voice chat platform. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, you get access to their Discord, and every Mondays and Thursdays they do, uh, you know, uh, they play video games with the premium members. So I started playing uh, with them for a while. One of the uh, newer guys there, his name is Johnny Sixty Four. Uh, he actually runs in his day in his day job, I guess, as a YouTuber. He has a, a pretty big basketball channel. He's got like one hundred twenty five thousand subs. So. He actually does well enough there to, you know, to, uh, he does that full time. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was running a lot of those premium streams and uh, he and I started talking and I kind of mentioned that I was into guns and that my wife and I had a YouTube channel and 
Uh, he and I hit it off because he's big on guns. He, you know, he owns an AUG. He's got a scar, so he mm-hmm. loves all that stuff. Oh, cool, cool. So, and he had like dreams of one day, like just you know, maybe doing it on the side, filming some content with his guns, and mm-hmm. he lives out in um, out out west. So yeah, he's, he's doing he's the right thing. Like, Basketball, anything except guns is good. Yeah, yeah, no, his ba- and his basketball content is great. Uh, legitimately, yeah. it's awesome. So yeah. he and I hit it off. He and I, uh, you know, pretty much, he's one of my best friends at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we talk and hang out and play video games all all the time outside of um, outside of that. So uh, after a while, you know, Jeremy would sometimes jump into the premium streams, and we started playing a lot of Fortnite uh, recently because they had uh, they added a mode without the building. So uh, that, you know, pretty much made it more of a normal shooter. And uh, it was a lot, uh, you know, guys like us that don't, don't build and do all that crazy shit uh, were able to dominate. So they started playing it again. They brought it into the premium streams and, you know, I would play and uh, I, I'm pretty good at it. So Jeremy would watch us and uh, he actually, uh, you know, kind of liked what he, he liked, how I carried myself. Uh-huh. Uh, and he started speaking with Johnny kind of in the background He's like, what do you think of Rolando and his wife? Because Joe would always jump in there with me too and we'd play together. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, what do you think of Rolo and his wife? Do you think they'd be a good fit for us? So I didn't know that this was going on mm-hmm. uh, in the background. And Johnny said, yeah, Rolo and Joe are awesome. They actually have their own YouTube channel. They've got their own show. They're really solid. Uh, you know, I think they'd be great. Uh, and they actually know, uh, they know Eric, Young Rippa. So you know, he actually went to Eric and he said, hey, Locked and Loaded Latinos, what do you think of these guys? And Eric was like, they're awesome, really solid people. They'd be a great asset uh, to you. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Jeremy told me all this, you know, after the fact. Uh, so I was really grateful with that. It was, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, a, it's a big deal um, uh, in that kind of space, especially, you know, we've got kind of a gun YouTube channel. We talk a lot about politics. So to get that kind of praise, uh, even outside of our space was, you know, it, uh, it meant a lot to us. So uh, at that point, they had a meetup in May uh, in Universal. There was a big, uh, you know, con going on, Comic-Con in Orlando. So Joe and I went there. We got, you know, the four-day pass. We went to uh, the parks and hung out. And on the, uh, on the Saturday, we were able to, they went to the con. We hung out with them in person, uh, went to Universal afterwards at City Walk, hang out, hung out. And then Jeremy pulled us aside and he was like, hey, um, you know, would you guys like to be part of Geeks and Gamers? And uh, that's, you know, that's pretty much all she wrote. And I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it always kind of fit with what I wanted, you know, locked and loaded Latinos to be and become, which is bridge the gap between the Second Amendment community and the more mainstream cultural mm-hmm. uh, community. Because honestly, the gun community has a culture issue. You know, the culture has <laughs> been, you know, it's been created to, to hate guns. Well, simultaneously, well, it's, it's 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 contradictory really because the media the powers that be hate guns they want to take our guns away but all of the media that the people love whether it's movies tv shows or video games are extremely gun centric so we are well, i a, mean we, it, you know uh, not to cut you off there yeah. but you know i think that it's not just that it's gun centric it's that human beings are violent centric yeah yeah we are that's what we are yeah. So, I mean, you can't deny that, and, and yeah. clearly we like it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and these are also, po- you know, positive outlets for that stuff. Mm-hmm. So in the past, you had gladiators fighting, or we'd go fight in, in random wars just for the hell of it, mm-hmm. uh, just to kill each other and, and to fight and to take things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we can't do that nowadays, or we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've moved past that, but we need some sort of outlet. So, you know, 
sports like a sports combat sports football mm-hmm. rugby uh hockey all those things uh even even any competition doesn't have to be physical even baseball that stuff anything that has to do with people competing one another and having a winner we love that stuff that's mm-hmm. what we want that's what we strive for so you know in video games and movies we can use tools that you know you'd be you you really can't use uh you know in a civilized way against other people but you can use you can either observe them in like movies and see different scenarios uh and you know guns are kind of glorified in movies and i don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing even though they're portrayed either inaccurately or really irresponsibly mm-hmm. uh but i think that just makes us in the second amendment community uh you know it makes it more important what we do yeah. to emphasize what know, they do with guns is deliberate gun. what they do with yeah guns of course movies is, yeah is very but but at thing. the same time it, it promotes guns and it makes them look cool mm-hmm. uh because every you know every hero john wick everybody loves john wick yeah. uh, every action movie the heroes always got a gun uh you know you can't get super, you can't get away from it with with yeah, my, with my sons when my sons were kids right I deliberately didn't buy them guns and stuff like that. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't do it. I would just, you know, Lola and I would take them to the toy store and go, okay, walk around the toy store and look at stuff and see what you like. And they yep. would gravitate to that. It's it's ingrained. <laughs> it's in our yep. nature. It's inescapable. <laughs> you yep. know, it doesn't I make mean, us bad. It's just it's who we are and and we need no. to we need to figure out how to embrace that and work with it. Although, yes, yeah, some people are broken. Some people do want to uh, take whatever their mm-hmm. problems out on the other people in their village. And what we would yep. have done a long time ago is taken those freaking people out into the forest or something and done them in and buried their asses out there, you know, and, yep. and keep moving. We just, you know, in, in modern day society, we don't do things like that anymore. And in lots of ways, it's to our detriment. Yeah, no, because we need to realize that even though we've come further than ever, you know, on, on the whole, uh, violence globally and in the United States has decreased, you know, over the decades since, you know, since the founding of this country and since Europe, you know, was or kingdoms, that's all been reduced. Famine, all that stuff we've advanced, but there's always going to be that human factor. And there are always going to be people that, you know, that are evil, that are going to know that are evil and smart, where they're going to know, okay, we live in a society now where everybody feels very secure and safe. So I can take advantage of this situation now because people aren't vigilant anymore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, you know, people become sheep or they're just not paying attention. You know, maybe they would do something if they knew what was going on, but because we all have our guards down or we're distracted by phones uh, and what's going on in the world around us, uh, you know, we don't pay attention. So we need, you know, to have more of an emphasis on that and just have an acknowledgement that, you know, the world is, is what it is. And I don't know when we lost that. I think it was, you know, a lot of times it's after World War II. I think the world just kind of got tired of all the shit that was going on for like the last thousand years uh, in Europe. Pretty much it was nonstop war since the collapse of the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. And so the Europeans are like, we're done with this. We're basically going to get rid of nationalism and all this stuff because it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, and we're going to uh, combine our we're going to combine our economies and somehow we're going to let Germany get in control uh, right. of all of it again through peaceful means and we're just kind of kind of agree to it yeah um i think it's here, a, I, I think it's the quiet just, war i think it's a, the, yeah. so there's there's you know this is what i love about talking to you because there's so many yeah. different ideas and thoughts uh flowing around you know 
I think what's been happening for a long time for generations is a quiet war that's going on. Mm -hmm. There's people out there who have deliberately decided to confuse society in order to win. And, um, you know, those are the people who have lost for a long time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, those are the people who have never won out. And this is the way that they're planning on fighting that war. You know, you can look at it specifically like in uh, communism or socialism that's around the world. This is how you do it. A lot of Mm -hmm. what we're seeing now is coming from places like Russia or China and other countries out there that are trying to manipulate us, even from England. At one time, England, you know, dominated the world. It was the United Kingdom. You know, it made slaves out of everyone. And then today they're out there acting like they're the most awesome people to the point that we have... You know, one of the uh, British princes living over here because mm-hmm. he got chased out of England, but, you know, he's complaining about us. But yep. this is their way. This is a quiet war that they're waging on everyone. And what you have to do is confuse people. Yep. You well, I, I think I think it's just like I said, it's it's a consequence of everything that happened after that. You've got, uh, you know, the uh, the Federal Reserve. You've got. Uh, the World Bank, all of those organizations, uh, the World Economic Forum, uh, the UN, you know, organizations that were built uh, after the Bretton Woods Conference, uh, where, you know, you wanted to create this international standard. So this, the, some people call it the New World Order. Some people call it the Liberal World Order. Uh, more recently, if you've been watching the news lately and the war in Ukraine, it's the rules-based order. Mm-hmm. So that's just the new name of what they have. So yeah. it's basically all the countries of the world we're going to follow these same rules. Uh, it doesn't matter whether your country has a constitution or anything like that. That's irrelevant because we're going to follow these new international norms and rules. And if you're not part of this system politically or economically, so basically if you shun the dollar, you're, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. And we're going to use the United States now that's a superpower to enforce that throughout the world. And that's why we've got random wars that go on in different parts of the world. And you're like, why are they going on? And it's because the U.S. has to enforce and shake people down that don't use the dollar or don't want to use it. Yeah. Uh, and, I, I and think a lot, see a lot of times a lot of it is focused on America. If you look at the mm-hmm. rest, the rest of the world is so much more fucked up than America. But if you yeah. think about America in World War Two, everyone else was getting crushed, man. Everyone yeah. was getting crushed. Right. And America came along and fucked everybody up. Think mm-hmm. about it. You know, so. America coming along and crushing everyone, there was this massive boom for America. What came out of that? Like America showing like, hey, this is a nation of warriors. Yeah. If you get us started up, we will, you know, we will just come over and, and, mm-hmm. and totally burn you down. I think and we that got may- to dictate and we got to yeah. dictate a lot of what happened. Europe yeah. rebuilt and it was like, where are they going to get the money from? They had to get the loans yeah. from us. So yeah. they basically had to do look at Japan. Mm-hmm. Japan was a feudal like imperialist society. And then we wrote their constitution, and now they're one of the most successful countries in the world. But they kind of didn't have any choice over it. Yeah. So for better or for worse, we basically said, unconditional surrender, this is what you guys are going to do. You have no choice, and you can't yeah. have an offensive military. So, so just play that out unchecked, yeah. like the way the yeah. world should have gone after World War II. Basically, the rest of the planet should belong to America. Yeah. Well, but the then the Soviet, yeah, the Soviet Union was like, no, man, we're not going to let that happen. <laughs> There's a so, lot of people who didn't want to let that happen. Yeah, you think the British yeah, so, wanted to let that happen? They would have been yeah, the, they would have been toast. The British played ball because they knew that that's what they had to do. They, they and, were on and, their last days, man. They were on yeah. their last days. They were preparing their surrender. You know, mm-hmm. so so America unchecked 
would have should have been running the world. But this is how we get this is how we wind up here. And what's happening yeah. like right now, you've got you've got places like China that have a lot of money and power, but not resources. And they mm-hmm. want to get, you know, they want to get the resources. And what they're doing is fucking with us all the time. And, yeah. and same thing with Russia and even the British. And there's there's people within America, within our political structure that are deliberately going along with it because they're like, hey, this is not going to affect me. I have enough power well, and all that, that I'm going to be insulated from this. Yeah, well, it, it's that, you know, America is like this fat, fat person on diabetes that's about to die. Like, you know, they've got every condition now because... We've spent too much money. We're irresponsible. We've become lazy. We don't care about ourselves anymore. And the politicians don't give a crap because they created a global society where if the country collapses, sure, they'll lose their property here. They'll just go to other countries and they don't care anymore. So they're, they're basically taking, picking parts of the American carcass and every other country is doing it around the world and taking advantage of it while they still can because they know that at this point, uh, America's kind of sold itself out, so China's probably going to be the next one. So while they can, they're going to pull as much as they can out of America until China probably uh, attempts to take over. Yeah. So America should have been. I think Amer- that's where we're at. America should have been the utopia, right? And there's lots of reasons why. There's lots of reasons mm-hmm. and things and what you know the, the ideas that we came up with. I don't think it was perfect. I think we were moving towards that. And if you look at American history, we we really got close. We're there. We're kind of there now, even though we're backtracking to where it didn't it doesn't matter like what your race is and all this kind of stuff. You can be really wealthy. You can you can build things. You can do things. You could change the world from just from inside of America. But now what's happening is this massive level of confusion is really messing up people in America. And this is what we see, like, you know, we were talking about it before we started. Uh, what would people want to talk about today? If you look at the thing with Trump, this mm-hmm. is one of those examples. Imagine the FBI. Do, do you know how people looked? I grew up outside of America. Do you know how people mm-hmm. looked at the FBI outside of America? No. Um. I mean, they, they looked at the, like, this is one of the most honorable organizations mm-hmm. that existed on the face of the planet. Yep. This is what people thought. But when you look at it today, you're like, yo, what the, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> is this the FBI doing this kind of shit? Yes. And it's not just, yep. it's not just, like, no one needs to cry for Trump, you know, in my opinion. Well, we can get into it and talk about the whole Trump thing. You don't need to cry for him. Yeah. The FBI has been doing a lot of fucked up shit in the last yep. couple of years and no one has reined them in, man. They can pretty much do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it's, you know, Trump, Trump came in and basically put them on notice mm-hmm. and, you know, for better or for worse, you know, he, he let them know while, while he was running, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to drain the swamp. Uh, you know, people were screaming, lock her up and things like that. So, they already knew. So, I mean, was that the right thing or the wrong thing? We all liked it, but that means the, the gauntlet was thrown. It was like, this, this dude is coming for us. Mm-hmm. So you saw from that moment, at first they thought he was a joke. Then he started winning uh, in the primaries. Then he was the candidate, and they started realizing, crap, how did he make it this far? Then they're like, well, there's no way he's going to lose to Hillary. Then he won the election, and they realized that they'd completely fucked up. And at that point, they freaked out and they went into overdrive. And I think Donald Trump, he always, yeah, he called out the swamp. He always said all those things. But I think he himself underestimated how evil and the lengths that these these people were willing to go to maintain their power 
uh, and positions within or how deep it goes. It's not. It's not yeah. just the leftist. You know, it's not yeah. just uh, Democrats, dude. It's Republicans. Yeah, I think. I've, I think <laughs> Donald Trump thought either he could cow them or he could use that to like, look, I'm going to say these things, and you know, I'm going to get in, and people are going to play ball, and I'm going to play ball too because I'm not historically a Republican. So if the Democrats are willing to, you know, kiss the ring, I'm will. I'll, I'll roll some deals with them. But the Democrats didn't do that. They went. They went. They went all in. Yeah. So at that point, Trump was like, what the hell? He listened to advice to bring institutional people in because it's like, well, I'm going to give, uh, you know, uh, 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 what is it? Uh, an olive branch here to the Republican Party. He didn't know how deep no, he this didn't. goes. No, so he didn't. So he ended up surrounding goes. himself with a bunch of, you know, I figure these military generals are honorable guys. But it's like, no, man, everybody's in on this. The military generals go and join uh, the defense contractors after they retire it's, it behooves them once they stop caring about their oath to the Constitution that they're going to sell people out. They don't care about the grunt on the ground uh, getting killed or wounded at this point. As long as they can get some sweet deal at Lockheed or Raytheon, uh, that's, that, they're cool with that. So, of course, they sold Trump out and they didn't listen to his orders when he started wanting uh, to withdraw from Afghanistan. Uh, of course, they uh, went against him when he tried to go after Hillary and do all this stuff because he was a threat to them mm -hmm. and he did not realize that everybody on both sides of the aisle uh, in all bureaucracy, whether it's in the military, uh, State Department, uh, FBI or DOJ, all that stuff, the intelligence agencies, it's all it's all rotten. It's all yeah. rotten. Everybody plays the game and Trump just kicked the hornet's nest and they went after him. That, yeah. That's what and that's what's going on right now. Yeah, man, it, it, I totally agree. Let me get this in before we take the break here. Mm -hmm. See if I can get this in. Uh, Armin and Axis gave us five bucks. He says, sad that history repeats itself because people don't pay attention to it and let mm -hmm. it repeat over and over. Hey, Rolo, what's up, brother? That's that's from... How's it uh, going, Armin and Axis? Good to see you. There you go. That's from Armin and Axis. Oh, yes. Uh, we're, we're obviously getting deep. This happens every single time. Mm -hmm. Roland knows here. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back from this break, do you want to specifically talk about this whole Trump thing? Yeah, let's go that? for it. Let's, yeah, okay. let's talk about it. All right. So, yeah, let's take this break, and then we'll be right back. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like High Point Firearms and Full Forge Gear, bags and gear for everyday life. Did you know High Point is an American family-owned and operated company located in Ohio with over 30 years of manufacturing experience? High Point is proud to be the home of the working man's gun and your source for affordable handguns and carbines with a lifetime warranty. So when you're in the market, please consider hype. Yeah, so Trump. I mean, obviously, let's see. I could throw up the news if you mm -hmm. I mean, you guys know. Uh, FBI search of Mar-a-Lago helps show how probe of Trump documents has changed. I don't know. What is that? That's Washington Post. Everyone's got mm -hmm. their spin on this thing. Um, yep. Basically, they, you know, I was looking uh, at um, Eric Trump talking about this. He said over 30 agents rolled up on them there with a with a warrant stopped anyone no one could even observe them when they were going through things so i hope that the trump family has got some people seriously going through there looking for oh, they had security cameras in a lot of spots too yeah but i'm yeah. saying i'm sure they planted yeah. some shit in there while they were yeah. while they were going through i would yeah, you have can't my go own, back to that spot you can't go yeah. back to that place yeah i would have my own security washing that place for for a long time without Absolutely. a doubt um 
So they, they went in there and, and they got whatever documents or whatever it was that they were looking for. I think that what they were looking for, it's, I don't think it has anything to do with January 6th. It's supposed to have something to do with documents that he took out of the White House. Yeah, supposedly uh, he walked out with classified documents. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the crap about it all uh, is the president can decide to declassify anything that the president wants. So if Trump walked out of there with stuff and he's like, I've got the stuff that's declassified now. They can't do anything about that. He can't just give it out to other people if it's national security stuff, but they, they can't really, it's declassified now. So yeah. that those documents aren't, aren't anything. Yeah. Uh, so that, it's, that's what the problem they're going to run into. They've been, of, to yeah. they've been to Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. Mar-a-Lago already shipped some boxes back a while. So to me, this just looks like we, the January 6th committee is bullshit and everybody realizes that it's crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden, it, the the jig is up with Biden. He, everybody knows that he just can't do it. He's mm-hmm. he's a he's he's like a zombie up there, mm-hmm. uh, and he's not really running the country at this point. He's just a figurehead mm-hmm. and a puppet. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they're looking at a bloodbath potentially in the midterms. Even though Roe versus Wade kind of uh, rejuvenated the the Democrats, but I think now this FBI raid. Uh, I've seen some people that were some of those uh, no never Trump Republicans that are even like, OK, this is like cross the line now. Like mm-hmm. he didn't he, he didn't go after Hillary. You can't go after him on something mm-hmm. that's less than what Hillary did. Like, this is absurd. Yeah. Like they this, now, they now realize like this is what I line. posted today. This is what I posted. And by oh, the way, yeah. before this, if anyone watches the podcast, let me see if I can before this. Right. If anyone watches or listens to this podcast. You know, and by the way, for the people listening, uh, this is basically a picture of uh, letters. It says, I guess Trump is running then, because that's what I do now. I don't know. This is the best way for me to post on Instagram and all those. I get in trouble if I do anything else. No matter what I say, (laughs) shit gets deleted or whatever. But yeah, I guess he's running. And and the thing is, I'm a person who didn't really, you know, if you ask me, I'll go, yeah, I don't want I don't want Trump to run. He was already yeah. president. He did what he needed to do. He's doing really well, I think, being a kingmaker in the background and helping get people elected and all that kind of stuff. And for me, America, for us to move forward, we can't just have one dude that's yeah. the only bastion of conservatism in America. It needs to be a whole bunch of other people that could step mm-hmm. up and be president and be governors and senators and congressmen and all that kind of stuff in order to make this go forward. It can't just be Trump and it can't just be about Trump's ego. But for mm-hmm. sure, <laughs> for sure, if he was not going to run before, he's going to run now. Oh, no, this 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 enraged me like I, I was enraged. You know, I, I spoke with with Joe and, and you know, my my dad about this. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. uh, if I had a show today, it would be bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, go but, for yeah, it. No, you this, could be, this, you this, could be this, as this, mad as you want to over here. man. Yeah, so. I know. Yeah, I know. But yeah, this you. really enraged. This really enraged me. It's beyond the pale mm-hmm. because I, I don't think politicians should get away with things. But the fact that every single politician has gotten away with so much worse than anything that they could possibly get on Trump uh, is really the problem here. Yeah. And what? How many? What president do you think came out of the White House and didn't take shit? Just tell yeah. me. Yeah. And, and let's be perfectly honest. They 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 impeached the guy twice. They impeached him twice. <laughs> they got nothing. They found nothing. They did the entire Russian collusion thing. Every they, president they took shit anything. from the White House, man. Yeah. Every, they, come couldn't on. Find, they couldn't find anything on anything that they tried to throw at him. It was all bullshit. Yeah. 
the, yeah. the dossier was bullshit. Yeah. Walter, Walter was telling me that the, the do with it. Yeah, the Clint, Walter was was saying yeah. earlier that the Clintons took the China. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know What's it's. Up? Yeah, yeah. It, it's completely it, it, it's complete crap. It, it's an intimidation tactic, too. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point, you know, I, I would have to say that if, if Trump and DeSantis were running, I probably would have voted for DeSantis just because I think he gives you a lot of the things that Trump gives you with none of the downsides. But at this point, yeah. but at this point, I think we need Donald Trump because, like you said, we wanted to move forward, but now we can't. We can't move yeah. forward. We there, have to. Trump has is going to get the revenge. He's going to. I yeah. was talking to some friends over the weekend before this happened, and because every time, you know, I mean, my friends are like you, you know. I mean, yeah. other, other people can't deal with me. <laughs> yeah. So you you know this. Yeah. So um. So I was like, listen, man, I don't really want, you know, Trump to, to win the only way or, or not to win. I don't want him to run. If he's the guy on the ticket, I'll vote for him. I'm not going to vote mm-hmm. for Biden or anyone yeah. else on the left. So but I said, the thing is, it'll be a revenge vote. Like, that's why yeah. we'll be doing it. He'll be doing yeah. it for revenge and we'll be voting for revenge. And I was mm-hmm. like, how many people really want revenge versus like, I want the country to move forward. But yes, what you're saying now, I think that they are pushing people into, well, fuck it. Now, fuck it. it now we're going to have revenge. Look, <laughs> if the FBI is doing this, it's rotten to the core. If from mm-hmm. top to bottom, it is, it's totally done. The entire infrastructure of the federal government is corrupt from top to bottom. Whether it is uh, that everybody's being manipulated or that even lower level people have seen that the corruption on top, people get away with it. So they're like, at this point, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, everybody's taken from the ship at this point. Mm-hmm. So, or they just don't care. They just don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've heard from people in the federal government that get angry that, you know, people waste money and they don't care. It's like, we're wasting taxpayers' dollars. And it's like, yeah, we don't give a shit. Uh, it, it is what it is. We're going to continue to do what yeah. we do. Uh, and there's that lack of honor and accountability. So I think now we, we, we haven't faced this for a long time. For a while, it was just they were calling Republicans Nazis. They were saying these terrible things and they were continuing to expand the size of the government. They went after the Tea Party and completely destroyed that entire movement when people wanted to actually go for a smaller movement. Uh, the libertarians are always getting discredited, and I think they get sabotaged. Uh, so now we've reached a point where we can see – I mean, look, look what we talked about on our show. The, the Betsy Ross flag, the Gadsden flag, those are all now extremist symbols, you know, mm-hmm. potentially. So what are they doing? Uh, I think we've reached a point where Well, they're trying to like, make no, it that. They're trying to make it that if we allow yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. We so I think now we're at the point where we can't we can't move forward because we have now irreconcilable differences between the government and a large portion of the population because it goes deeper than just what's going on with Trump. That's that's the that's the huge symptom. That's like the the bullet. That's that's the wound that's bleeding that everybody can see. But that's not the only thing that's killing the patient inside. Mm-hmm. It's we don't. What are we doing to children? What, we don't know what a man is. We don't know what a woman is. We're trying to mm-hmm. convert children. We want states that have uh, unlimited abortion up to the time of birth. Mm-hmm. So we've reached a point, I think, in this country where we need to have we need to have a come to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would like it to be a peaceful one, but at this point there has to be a confrontation, and we mm-hmm. have to say these are the things that we believe in, and we can't compromise on these things. It's not about there are certain things that that we we just can't say we're not going to concede this. It's over. Like either you take this or. It's done because we're yeah. not going to concede to you. So the solution is 
we're going to have red states and blue states have completely different laws. And unfortunately, the, the blue states are going to violate the Constitution, which is going to cause its own conflicts itself. But I think that that's where I think that's where we're headed, because we need someone like Trump to basically dismantle the federal government. It needs yeah. to be completely audited. But the problem is, if he makes it that far, they're not going to let him have it. They're not. There's going to be protests. You're going to have federal government workers basically refuse to take orders, to refuse to leave. I think you're just going to have an entire the institute, the, the federal government's basically going to fall apart. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's what needs to happen. Maybe just by him being there, it's the collapse that we need because you read the Declaration of Independence and you read the grievances that they had against King George. And so many of them are parallels to what we have with the federal government today and how much we've lost. So a lot of people are like, well, you know, let's move on. Let's let's keep there's there's no fixing it. They've destroyed the entire they've destroyed the federal government. So uh, I just don't. Yeah, I, I, I know you're, you're, you're on fire. Approach. I know. I yeah. know Rolando. He's mad. He's mad. <laughs> Let me get this in because uh, yeah. Armand and Axis gave us some more money here. He said another five It's time for people to wake up and stop being sheeple and see the forest for the trees that they've been lied to, uh, by the way, for uh, uh, too long, too long. So listen. Yeah. Um, and there's some other there's some other comments in there, which I'll get to here in a second. I, so here's my thing. You know. Do you think that all of this stuff that's happening to Trump is going to mature him? This is, you know, the thing I would want to say about Trump that everyone's worried about before this is that Trump is doing it for his own ego, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But mm-hmm. do you think that actually seeing how really fucked up and how deep uh, the corruption goes here um, and really how close we are to losing America... Uh, what it was, what we all thought it was. Do you think it it's something that can like switch around Trump's mind? And if he became president, get him to do better? Because I think the last time his big mistake was the people around him and mm-hmm. he didn't go far enough. You know, he didn't focus enough. He got a little bit like they threw things out there and got him distracted. And perhaps even here, this is what they were attempting to do. But mm-hmm. I don't think they realized the reaction that well, they were going to get. For, the for danger, him. the danger of what's going on here. Well, the danger, here's, here's what can happen to Trump. Uh, they might find things that have nothing to do with anything else, and they'll try to get him on it. Um, if they don't, we already have Project Veritas has kind of shown that if the FBI tries to take you to court, they seize a bunch of documents from you. If, they, if they're not going to win, then they basically allow those documents to leak to the media. And it's like, oh, shit, how did this get out there? Oh, man. No, right, right. It really mm-hmm. sucks. So mm-hmm. they try to destroy your reputation. So... Maybe they can't get anything on federal charges for Trump, but maybe Trump has way more mistresses that we knew about. Maybe he's got a lot of bastard children that he's paying alimony to uh, and all that stuff that we even more than we even know. And he's got embarrassing crap out there uh, that he wouldn't want out. But now the FBI's got it. So it's like, hey, Trump, uh, if you don't want this to leak out, don't you can't run for president in 2024. Like yeah. they might just grab him by the balls and shake him down. Mafia. You style, really think you really think it. they'll get something like that? Because I, I don't I, not, maybe, I, I don't they, doubt. Maybe they think maybe they yeah, think I don't they doubt anything. Like that. I don't doubt yeah, and anything. Unfortunately, Trump Trump mm-hmm. is so old school that he keeps paper records of everything, man. He's just that kind of guy. But think about so, this. Think about this, man. This now maybe for, he has nothing. Now, I think that they're not going to find anything. I personally think that that's what's going to happen. Right. Uh, but but what what do they think they could find? Well, Why would they, they do may, this? They may think yeah. they have something and yes. people might not give a shit. If we didn't care about grabbing them by the pussy, I yeah. mean, uh, you know. 
Yeah, I, I really uh, don't do we, see anything unless you, you know, have like definitive proof that he actually was like working with the Chinese and the Russians to undermine the yeah, United States. Or definitive racism. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, you, if you're not going to I'm going to say that, everyone's a little bit racist. Yeah. Come on. And, and even <laughs> everyone's then, a little bit point, racist, me included. The, pro- the problem is at this point, the FBI and the entire federal government is the boy who cried wolf times a thousand. Mm-hmm. So even if they found something that was true, I don't think I would believe it. I don't think I would believe it because they've lied about everything else. They lied about everything that had to do with his election. They lied about COVID. They've lied about the vaccinations. They've lied about all that stuff. Uh, everything I, over the last few years has been a complete and total lie. I so think, uh, why would I, I believe anything they tell me now? Here's what so I that's think. That's the danger that they have. Here's what I think. I think a lot of what we've seen over the last week has been the tail wagging the dog. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, if, if anyone, people, I think most people out there would know what I'm talking about when I say the tail wagging the dog. That's just a political, um, what is it, like a political uh, slogan or words for saying mm-hmm. that when you get in trouble, you create something fake. I think there was actually a movie out there by that name. Yeah, Wag the Dog, yeah. Yeah, where basically the, the, the uh, whoever the politician was in power, I think it was a spoof of Bill Clinton, was in trouble, created a war that didn't really mm-hmm. exist before that so that it could distract from the trouble that he was in, okay? And this is a lot of what we see happening. Think about it. Why the fuck yep. did... Nancy Pelosi go to Taiwan. What, what was up with that? Why did she yeah, do that? Probably, yeah, because they wanted a distraction, piss off China, yeah. so that we're at the all same like, oh, time, shit, China's at the same, go to war with us. Right. At the same time, her husband shit is coming up. You know, the fact that mm-hmm. he was D, uh, DUI or, yep. you know, all the stuff with them. Insider, uh, insider trading, trading, trading all, crap. Yeah. all of that. Crazy. She decides yep. to get up and go to Taiwan and do what she did. Now, on the tail, and that start, and that new, whatever that did, whatever effect that had, it obviously had an effect on what was leading in the news, right? If it bleeds, it Mm -hmm. leads. So it had an effect on it. And then as that is starting to come off and people are paying more attention and they drop this stupid $740 billion, like at Mm -hmm. the time we're in a recession, that's the the knockout punch, by the way, right? So they drop that and next thing we know, you know what? We're going to just roll up and raid... We're just gonna raid Mar-a-Lago. That that's cool. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. show we're gonna show Trump even in Florida with DeSantis. You got no power. We could do whatever we want to do. A lot of yeah. it is the tail wagging the dog. Yep. And now, unfortunately, we go into we go into dangerous waters because, like I said, you look at those you look at that list from the Declaration of Independence, and you're like, how far do you go where the where the where the federal government has betrayed the American people? Where you're just basically like, well, I'm not going to take this anymore. Like, how? Yeah. When are you? When? When are people that are on on the right or moderates going to protest in the streets? When are they going to be the ones that do the million man march to Washington D.C.? Right. What's it going to take? And yeah. are we just going to sit here and take it? Because even if they don't take away our guns, if we never do anything, it doesn't really matter anyway. Because then, then it, it the Second Amendment means nothing at that point. It's like you can keep them, but you're not going to we know you guys aren't going to do shit with them. So we don't give a damn anymore. We're not even going to try to take them because you're a bunch of pussies. So and I'm not saying that you need to do anything, but we don't even protest. Like there should be thousands of people outside of Mar-a-Lago right now protesting this and saying this is bullshit, like at least carrying signs. You know, you don't have to be violent, but we don't even do that. I think, there were, I think there were people there were people protesting. I don't know. Yeah. And that's and that's what we need. But there should be there should be. The, the trucker convoy should be going to Washington, D.C. now and basically block everything, you yeah. know, 
and, and shut that city down and protest because at a minimum, that's what we got to do because clearly they don't care about the Constitution. Uh, they don't care about what the Supreme Court says because it doesn't matter what they said about guns or abortion. The states are going to do what they're going to do because the Supreme Court has no has no enforcement without yeah. the legislative and executive branch. By the way, Babyface said idiom. Yes, I'm an idiot. I missed the idiom. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Uh, you know what it is? Listen, uh, this I realized it from looking at the Joe Rogan with what's his face on there. Um, this this guy that's off that that was hiding in Russia. I don't know if he's still in Russia, but um, what is the name of that Stone. guy? Snowden. And Snowden said that after 9-11, there is no such thing as the Constitution. Americans yeah. just have not caught up to that. And yes, yeah. I think the, the problem is Americans, it's, you know, we're not the dangerous ones, by the way. <laughs> we're not really the dangerous ones. The people who really, truly understand violence, it's not to say we're not dangerous, but we are not the dangerous ones that will start the fire. We're not. It's the yeah. regular folks out there. They have not gotten to the torches and pitchforks moment yet mm -hmm. because they haven't really gotten mad. Oh, it's going to yeah. happen, though. It's well, going to happen. And what also boggles my mind is that you have – so like we said, they demonize all these symbols of, uh, of the American Revolution, historical symbols, uh, anarcho-capitalists, mm -hmm. uh, the Punisher skull. So now you're, it's like you're, you're going after police and military as well. Mm -hmm. So I was like – you spent 20 years with these guys fighting the war on terror, and now you're saying that they might be extremists. Mm -hmm. I was like, when push comes to shove, who are they going to think is right here, and what side are they going to choose? You have men and women that have been fighting against terrorists for decades now. They know how to do counterterrorism, which means that they know how to counter the counterterrorism at this point as well. Mm -hmm. So it's what they're leading up to is the insanity, because I think what they want is there is – they want somebody they want somebody to to do the to make the first move what would be mm -hmm. considered the first move even though at this mm -hmm. point they've made like 20 moves so and they want to use that moment uh you know i think they want like an oklahoma city that's what they want they want something like that to happen so that they can use that as an excuse to basically declare martial law or do some sort of crackdown mm -hmm. and basically see like and maybe it will be maybe it won't be real maybe it'll be the feds that do it themselves maybe they'll instigate something maybe that you'll get uh, like I'm seeing a headline here that they're worried that armed militias are going to show up to Mar-a-Lago now and basically block it off uh, to make sure the feds can never go in again. And I was like, that's what I figured would probably happen. Mm -hmm. The problem is we're we're now so deep in the rabbit hole after January 6th. Are, are those guys feds or are they actually legit? Like we don't even know. No. And if, how you, infiltrated if, you, if you have any brains, are, you sit back. You don't get – Yeah, don't and, the, pro and the problem is you. too like any group that might actually do something and, and put up some sort of resistance, they've all probably been infiltrated at this point. Yeah. We're, so we're going we're gonna to take a hard break. Yeah. We're going to take a hard break. Let's take this hard break and we'll be right back. With Arms List, you can shop the extensive list of local and nationwide firearms classified. Now with more confidence because of their built-in firewall. For only $6.99 a month for personal use or $30 a month for business vendors. So when you're in the market, please consider Arms List. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Arms List. Oh, there's a whole bunch of different things going on. Let me throw this up. Um, yep. I forgot someone, someone put that in there. So, uh, mm -hmm. Trump ally rep Scott Perry says the FBI sees a cell phone one day after Mar-a-Lago. Let's see what's going on with that. Perry in an exclusive statement. I'm just reading it now. 
told Fox News on Tuesday that while traveling with his family earlier in the day, he was approached by three FBI agents who handed him a warrant and requested that he turn over his cell phone. The confiscation of the congressman's personal phone comes one day after FBI agents searched former, former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Palm Beach, Florida. Um, so there you go. I don't know what that means or what if it has anything to do with anything or this guy is just trying to jump on the clout. I think everyone needs to be careful. Me personally, what I believe is don't, you know, I grew up playing chess. I was playing chess before like I could walk. Mm-hmm. So you don't ever let people yep. manipulate you into moves, man. You move yep. and, when you're ready to move and when you have and, to. And I think, look, I think they want something to happen because you can't have a movement without a leader. And for, mm-hmm. for better or for worse, Trump is the leader. And like you were saying before, is he going to learn the lesson? I think, and I hate to use this parallel because I don't think Trump is this, but you just see too many instances through history. A lot of times it's in scripture where you see this imperfect man that's the one that's chosen and they're the ones that become uh, the person of that time. And a lot of times that's just the reality of the situation because human beings aren't perfect. There's never, there are very few. It's the hero's journey, man. It's the hero's journey. No human being is perfect. This is why we identify with that. This is what these guys don't realize. and, and, And sometimes in history, yeah, we might hear the story of a great hero that did it for the people, but we may not know that it's like, no, he didn't do it for the people. It's that the same people that fucked with the people are fucked with him. And now he's like, well, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, so I'm going in. Mm-hmm. And so the story gets lost over time. So like you said, will Trump do it for selfishness or will he do it for the American people? If the end result is the same and it looks the same, I don't really care what the what the motivation is. If well, the, it's, and it's if, not if it's the not end ju- result is the same. It's yeah. not just Trump, right? It's not yeah. just Trump. He is a figurehead of something. Yeah, he is. It's beyond him at the end at this of the point. day. It's us. Yeah. It's us. Yeah. We're the ones. It's not just Trump. It doesn't matter what. It, like Trump's not in the White House right now, but we're still doing what we're doing. And what I mean yeah. by us, I mean the people of America. People are getting sick and tired of this shit. It's not just mm-hmm. the gun guys. Not just the conservative people. You know, it's there's lots of people in America that are getting sick and tired of the bullshit, and they're like, man. How, how, like how far do you guys want to push us you know we've yep. we've we've accepted a lot of shit and now it's just going too damn far mm-hmm. and i think like i said they want to push to that point because i i don't you know we always talk about like well if anything ever happened one side is going to win because the other side doesn't believe in being armed and i'm like the problem is that the world has seen a lot of different movements try to pop up and if there's no organization you can't you can't succeed uh, so if, if the feds infiltrate everything, there, there's nothing that you can do. You're going to have a bunch of people that do isolated things. And then the feds are going to stop things and that's it. It's going to be over and everybody else is going to get afraid. And then the feds are going to be able to say, see, we told you that this is what they were going to do. So now they're going to crack down and even moderate Republicans will be like, yeah, I guess we do have to have gun control because people are just going to do, but here's things. the, here's the problem with that. No. The, you yeah. know, if you look at the stats, I think that that's the goal. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the goal ultimately. But, but if you look at the stats, right, I think we were talking about this um, a couple of episodes ago for the last 36 months, record uh, gun sales over a million every month. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the gun sales. That's not Republicans. That's not conservatives. That's not gun guys alone. I think from what I'm hearing, tea leaves out there, everything's flattening off right now. Everything's getting flat. That's pretty much because a lot of people, one is the summertime, right? So 
you know, for people who are disconnected from this, they're going on stuff with their mm-hmm. families, doing all that kind of thing. Uh, gas, etc., is expensive. Food is expensive, scarce, and I'm the, people aren't starving in America yet. Mm-hmm. So there's things going on why that would flatten out. But if you look at the amount of guns that are out there, they, they can have any excuse that they want to, right? They can do anything mm-hmm. that they want. People in America are not going to give up their guns. So if something kicks off, there's no way to predict how it's going to happen. None of us. No, no one mm-hmm. can sit here and predict the outcome because you don't. Who is it that has the guns? Everyone. Yep. That's who has it. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you're. Yep. It's too. It's too late for for that. And if folks out there are thinking that they can actually manipulate things and manipulate Americans, the last several years in America has shown most Americans who are out there. It's shown them like, hey, the only person I could trust and rely on is me. Yep. That's not just the guys on our side, right? Look at all the people yep. who are still leaving California. You know, still leaving mm-hmm. the West Coast, leaving Washington and all this kind of stuff. So, yep. yeah, man, I think that people out there who think that they know what's going to happen with human beings, when you push human beings in a, in a direction, people who think they know what's going to happen Man, those are the really dangerous, crazy-ass people because they have no idea what's going to happen in America. I definitely don't. I don't want to see it because once, no, it, once it kicks mm-hmm. off, man, no one knows what's going to happen in that, in that thing. Yep. 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 Um, so, DC, DCGs. I'm sorry. Let me get this from DCGs. No, no problem. Because we're totally ignoring everyone because we're having too much fun. <laughs> sorry. We're, we're having too much fun. Uh, DCG44 says, Hank, that flattening of sales is in relation to record numbers recently, not a loss of interest overall. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I've been saying that in a lot of things. Like, So there's a lot of... Um, I think guns go, falls in this category of things that you don't have to have. So there's yeah. things that people have to buy. They have to buy food, right? They mm-hmm. have to buy uh, transportation or they they have to have get gas and certain things like that. Guns, not necessarily... And other things like nice houses, they don't have to buy and nice cars. They don't have to buy all of that. So we're going to see all of that stuff flattening out, but we're not going to see people stop doing that. We're just Mm going to see something that was going up at a ridiculous rate start to flatten out, maybe come down a little bit and get back um, to reality. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't understand that. The, the, The thing I say about this is if you think, let's put it in guns. Let's say there's a gun that you really like, and it's $2,000 on a normal basis, and it goes up to $3,000, and it comes back down to to $2,000, and you think, no, if I keep waiting, this gun is going to be like $250. No, well, some people think, oh, no, it's going to come down to $250. (laughs) Dude, the world that we're going to be living in, if anything comes down like that, is not a world that you want to live in. Mm Mm-mm. So that's the that's called it's 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 a lot of factors, including inflation. <laughs> this is happening like I've had this conversation with people about vans because vans, yes, they're very expensive, you know, um, and they've gotten more expensive. And right now that that thing's flattening off also. But people who mm-hmm. believe that this luxury item it, that is normally, let's say, you know, uh, over a hundred thousand dollars is going to become like twenty thousand yep. dollars. If that happens, we are so fucked that the, yeah. that you're not going to be even trying to get one. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, people need to uh, need to be prepared for that. Really, let's be honest, because 
Uh, I, either way we go, inflation or if, uh, look, if we end up with a conflict in China or at least it escalates to the point where we're like, we're not going to go to war, but we're going we're gonna to cut off trade with China, that's going to be massive. That's going to be a massive loss for people. You're not going to have cell phones. You're not going to have computers, uh, cameras, drones. All this stuff is going to be gone, like instantaneously cut off. Uh, for but years, we will have for things. Years. We will have things that exist. I mean, yes, yeah, but but you won't get yeah. any new any you new, won't te- get new stuff. technology yeah. as far as technology goes. You will get like ninety percent of the things that you get and that you expect. We're not all the getting time. a lot of done. that now because yeah. of the chip shortage. One of the things with yeah. this big uh, seven hundred billion dollar bill is that they're going to kick off making chips, right? Because that's yeah. the reason for all the shortages when it comes to tech, including in mm-hmm. the in the auto industry. All right. Yep. How how long does it take to actually build a chip factory? It'll take like America? five years, probably, because of uh, if they how start now, they somewhere between five and six years. If they yeah. start now, it's going to be like five or six years before that factory is rolling a chip out. Yep. So we're already in that. We're already in that. Yeah. We're already. And you have to and you have to factor that while that factory is being built, chip technology is advancing. It's not slowing down. So the stuff that you're building for is either going to be obsolete the moment that your factory comes into production. Or you're going to have to keep constantly modifying it, which means it's going to take even longer for it to come out because you're like, oh, crap, now. Well, you, ha- yeah, you, I mean, you have to build ahead. But in the ne- yeah. no matter what, in the next five years, we're in the shit. And then the yeah. other problem is uh, where's a lot of this stuff coming from? Taiwan? Yeah. Uh, South Korea? And, and, look, <laughs> and people don't talk about what's the biggest thing that China does. Like 80% of our, pharmaceutical comp- our pharmaceuticals are made in China, too. So you're going to lose like insulin basic pills, all that stuff is going to go away. So that's the other thing that people aren't prepared for. Uh, That's a massive loss. Like China's going to lose out economically massively. And obviously we can try to cut them off from natural resources. But a lot of the, we got rid of so much that we used to manufacture in the U.S. that for about five or 10 years, it's going to take us to recover all of that. And who knows the chaos that may ensue in the meantime? Because I think the one thing that you could say is that if the if the U.S. economy crashes versus the Chinese economy, the, we already know the Chinese government's going to crack down and send their military to stop anything from that happening. So the people there may not even try to resist. They'll just hunker down and be like, well, this is it. Like we've got to just like with COVID, we saw what China did. They locked everybody down. And the people didn't resist it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those that were resisted, they were just disappeared. There's yeah, I mean, how can they the resist? Yeah. Yeah. I- so uh, the U.S. could fall apart in chaos because people aren't going to get their medications. You're going to have people literally dying because of that there's nothing you'll be able to do about that and at that point people are going to be desperate because it's not just going to be food uh that could be an issue food is the one thing the u.s can produce so maybe that's not going to be a a huge issue here if we just say f the world we're going to produce all of our food for ourselves we can sustain ourselves but how many uh, of us are how many of us are hooked on the on medications that we have to have just to have a just to just to think normally yeah. Uh, first of all, I don't even like believe in that. Like, and trust me, I take yeah. I, I take medications, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anyone escapes from that. But yeah, there's a lot of those medications that have to do with your mindset. And if you mm-hmm. are dependent on on um, a medication for your mindset, I hope that you have some alternatives or you're mm-hmm. stacking. Because and, yeah, you know, food food is not the the big worry that we have to worry about in America. And to be honest, the rest of the world has to sell us shit in order to exist. We consume a third of what the world makes. Yeah. And so. Uh, so, you know, the the problem is, look, we're at war with China. China is fighting and killing us in one way, and they're basically doing 
uh, a reverse opium war on us is what they're doing. So for those that don't know, uh, during the late 1800s, uh, opium was being produced heavily in India and it was being sold by British companies to China. And it became a huge problem there where it was basically an opium pandemic, kind of like what we're having with fentanyl and opioids here right now, basically mm -hmm. the same thing. So the Chinese emperor at the time was like, this, this, this is ridiculous. I'm, I need to outlaw opium. So he went and did that. And basically the British were like, we, we don't give a shit. Like our companies, we're not going to control our companies. They can keep trading stuff. So one day the Chinese finally like destroyed one of these uh, or, or, you know, through basically they pulled a Boston Tea Party and got rid of a lot of the opium on one of these ships. And the British used it as an excuse of like, you guys don't fuck with our companies. And they went to war with China and beat the crap out of them. So China's not like other countries because they don't let that shit go. It doesn't matter that everybody involved with that and the generation after is dead. That's what they look at. And you mm -hmm. see it in there and how they talk. They, they reference things that happen, you know, well, because they're still suffering years still, ago. Yeah, still because they feel yeah. they feel that China was never given a fair shake and that they would have already been uh, a global power like 100 years ago if the West hadn't interfered. And a lot of that is true. Look, I, there's no doubt that the Western countries did terrible things throughout history. But now China's pushing that in reverse. Everybody, everyone has done terrible yeah. things. They're, they're, they're Once doing, the, now they're the doing theme, the, the theme is we're human beings. We do terrible. Yeah. I mean, Genghis so, Khan, man, he run, he run roughshod yeah. on the world. So, yeah. so, you know, that's what, that's what they're, that's what they're dealing with. So what have they done to us? Mm -hmm. Well, obviously they manufacture almost everything they've got. So they've got us by the balls there. TikTok is a psychological weapon as far as I'm concerned. TikTok is what's pushing a lot of the psychological issues that our kids have today. It's pushing the uh, basically the trans movement and all of that very heavily. And that is what is destroying the social fabric of our country. And Donald Trump was right to try to get rid of them. Now, what are you going to do? The problem is, as stupid as it sounds, like just get rid of TikTok. What you will do by doing that is you will have a generation or two of young people which never vote. It doesn't matter what you do. They never vote. They will definitely vote this time, and as stupid as it is, they will vote against the Republican Party if you get rid of TikTok. Now, should you do it? Absolutely. Are you going to lose the next election if you do? Maybe, and it's for a really stupid reason, but that's what makes it so powerful what the Chinese have done because now they have a portion of our populace that's like, well, I can't – I love TikTok. I can't get rid of it. Now there are businesses that rely on TikTok. There are people yeah. that have made millions of dollars off of TikTok. What YouTube is so, doing right now is all about TikTok. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah they're trying to promote shorts. Instagram does the same thing, mm -hmm. but the Chinese are using it to monitor people because obviously those videos are there. They were monitoring a lot of our troops that were using it. Uh, so that that that's been weaponized. And the mm -hmm. fact you know we had I think the FBI recently even said you know how much the cr uh, credibility the FBI has, but they said TikTok is national security threat uh, because of how they use it. So between that, between Americans losing basically their will to live and doing drugs rampantly and the Chinese putting fentanyl in those drugs so that thousands of people are dying every year in this country. That is the Chinese killing Americans. Those are casualties of war at this point. And the problem is that we live now in a country where the government has colluded or been corrupted by that government too. So we are incapable of fighting against the Chinese now because we're working for the Chinese to, to some extent. And by we, I mean our government or people within our government. We know the business deals that Joe Biden has had and many others have had with the Chinese. And now we're almost reliant on it. And it's going to take a guy like Trump 
Trump understood as much as a lot of people didn't like him, especially people like me at first, that I was more of that milk toast Republican, like, well, you know, if we're just polite to everybody, then they'll, they'll be fine. No, no, that, that was the wrong approach. Uh, it was proven to be that way, especially because we didn't realize that a lot of Republicans were behaving that way, but selling us out and selling our rights. Yeah. The Patriot Act my, my, my problem with Trump is I didn't believe before he went into the White House that he would. That, I thought he was that a he, Democrat in disguise. Well, I didn't I think, think he was going to go. I didn't think he was going to go hard enough. I think yeah. that, you know, once he got in there, he had a lot of people backstabbing him and he didn't go hard enough. Uh, maybe yeah. if he learns his lesson, he gets in. I don't really care who gets in there. Whoever gets in there, they have to try to do something. Because, look, I'll be honest with you, man. If things in America really break. We probably won't see voting for a long time. There won't be such. No, a, uh, we so won't. Forget about and voting. I honestly, it's not going to be. I honestly think that, that there won't be one country after that. I think you'll have multiple countries that take up the 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 space where America used to be, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be a major detriment to the world. I've always said that we're we're at a point in history because we see how Europe is and how they behave and what they did during the COVID lockdowns. The freedom is that uh, the European countries and Australia took away from their people. So there is no other, there's nowhere else to go. The U.S., as bad as things are, we're basically the last ones left. Mm-hmm. So I've always said that there's basically 100 million people in the United States that are the difference between freedom and suffering for the entire world. That's it. Like nobody else in the world, even most people can't even comprehend the concept of freedom that we have in the United States. And a huge portion of this country wants to get rid of it too. So there's maybe a third that's actually hardcore enough that would be like, yeah, we actually believe in this stuff. We're not, we, 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 we're the ones that have to do something about it and say, no, we're not going to allow our government to become authoritarian like those. And we're going to continue to stand as the example and tell the rest of the world, we're, we're not going to capitulate to your bullshit when it comes to global warming or trade or all this stuff. We're going to do what benefits the United States. And ultimately, if you want to come along for the ride and trade with us, you're welcome to join. And we'll respect the fact that you want to do, uh, you know, Germany first or Great Britain first or whatever country, you know, you got you got to look out for yours first. Obviously, Uh, that's like looking out for your family, but we can still cooperate with our neighbors down the street. They just know at the end of the day, if my wife is in trouble, she's number one. I'm not going to care about you. Mm -hmm. And as long as we have that agreement, we're cool. And Trump also understood that humans are what they are. Sometimes uh, the threat of violence is the only thing that you can do. It's like presenting, sometimes when you have a firearm, you don't even have to fire a shot because when the firearm is presented in a situation, sometimes that de-escalates everything. AR, it happens with AR-15s a lot. You'd see videos all the time of people breaking in, somebody busts out in the AR and the guys are like, nope, fuck this, I'm out. Um, you need to realize what, your life is in danger sometimes. Yeah, and that's what Trump people. did. Trump was like, he went to Xi Jinping and Putin and he was like, if he's like China, like Xi, if you go for Taiwan, I'm going to nuke Beijing. Like I'm going to do it. And even if that's not true, the fact that he said it, they're like, holy crap. Like this guy is like, he's not fucking around. Like we can't mess with this. You need, guy. A, wi- you need we, a wild yeah. card. You need a wild card. Yeah. I think, and I think, especially in, yeah, in international politics, people, like we said, nice people are taken advantage of behaving nicely and civilized all the time ties your hands behind your back on the global stage because you'll always have a North Korea, a China, an Iran, a Russia that's like, well, we're, we're powerful enough that we can, you know, we can be a little bit independent or we can help one another out. You know, us five can collude with one another yeah. and start our own counter 
to the UN or NATO. We're taking a hard break. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of a DAO or decentralized autonomous organization like Tusk Crypto. Tusk Cryptocurrency is a firearm-friendly e-commerce option for online payment transactions secured on the blockchain. So when you're in the crypto market, please consider Tusk, T-U-S-C. Yeah, uh, Rolando, like I said, man, he's on fire. Um, you know, listen. You caught me on a good day. You caught me on a good day. <laughs> Trust me, there's a lot of people. You're not the only one, my friend. One of the reasons why I do this is so that we could all talk to each other. I know there's yeah. a lot of people out there that are like big mad right now, and I'm with you. I feel I feel the same thing that everyone else does. It's like something really uh, dishonorable has happened. It. I, I oh, don't yeah. think it's just happened to Trump. I think no. that. It's happened to America when we look at a lot of things, what the media... Uh, so, for example, if you look at these school shootings, where the fuck was the FBI when it came to the school shootings? They couldn't roll up 30 people or three people or one fucking person, you know, yep. when they saw all the warning signs with these school shooters, right? They couldn't yep. do it, you know? Yep. And, and then in this case here, you know, the a president, like, you know, how old is Trump? Like 70-something? Where the fuck is he yep. going? You know, not going was, it, that's that's the audacity. And that's what makes you angry that it's like, OK, so a lot of times the FBI's cop out is like, well, we can't we can't arrest somebody if we don't if they're not going to do it. And it's like, so, OK, so in the situation where you're going to save people's lives, you're not willing to violate somebody's rights. But in the bullshit situations, you're more than willing to violate everybody's rights all the time or violate the entire process by not investigating things in the per first place, because Basically, not doing anything is a crime in and of itself, in my opinion. Yeah. So when they let Hillary and all these people go, what they're saying is, okay, the rule is now then, if you're an elite politician, you're untouchable no matter what side of the aisle Hunter you're on. Biden that's, that's, put That's people, the rule that we've got, right? No. Hunter, Hunter Biden put either. people in danger, in like direct yep. danger. They let it go. But you know, it, none of that stuff is the worst thing. I think that the FBI has done horrible things to Americans, and it's time for Americans to be mad about it. You know, the Trump thing just triggers all of us, you know, mm -hmm. left, right, wherever you're at. It gets everyone going. Uh, Night I, I, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was going to mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, the IRS. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, Night that's, Train that's says, please deal. discuss this disturbing weaponization of the IRS, hiring tens of thousands more IRS enforcers. That's what has me worried. So basically that's that bill— for, that's, for, that's for crypto, 100%, I think, a lot of it, too, because now they want to go after— they're losing money. The government is falling apart. That now they need their cash. They need it. So mm -hmm. now uh, they're going to go after every everybody that maybe made, made a mistake on their taxes. Now you're going to get shaken down. If you didn't report your crypto, they're going to come after you. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what they want. And now whatever obscure rules they are out there, now they can enforce all the crap that maybe everybody's gotten away with over the years, either uh, intentionally or by mistake, because. You're just like an individual and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to use TurboTax. Uh, and then the IRS says not at you and you're like, cool, I'm doing everything right. Uh, that's what this is for. People, that's what, that's people don't realize for. the amount of shit that they have to pay attention to. People just don't yep. realize it. They think a lot of things they don't have to pay attention to. Um, and, and so for, for crypto, if for folks out there who don't know, you know, you can have crypto all you want to. If you sell mm -hmm. crypto for a profit, it's looked at as a stock. And you need yeah. to report it the same way that you would um, if you bought a stock for five bucks and it became 50 bucks and you sell it, you need to report that. OK, just the same way you would do it. That's the that's the rules. That's what it's under. Um, <laughs> that's yep. just how it goes. And, you know, the, the thing about these, by the way, 87,000 
new IRS agents. That's not a fucking joke, man. No, that's, that's 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 um, well, you know, that's and, and think, basically mobilizing an army. Well, and how how do you expand the size of the government in a time where people hate the government? You destroy the economy so that the government is the only one hiring. That's what mm -hmm. you do. And you basically create loyalty through dependency. That's mm -hmm. what it is. A lot of people aren't going to believe it. You know, most of the people in Germany weren't Nazis, but the Nazis were the only ones in town. They were the big game in town. So if you didn't work for them, you were, you were out of a job. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much how it works here. So I think eventually that's, that's, that's the direction they're going to. They're like, how can we possibly expand? How are they going to find 87,000 people to work for the IRS? Well, the economy collapses and things that's are bad. Good. Everybody's going to be begging to work for yeah. the government. That's going to be a lot of people working from home, fucking other people over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, mean, what it was, I read the other day, like the FAA during the uh, during the pandemic was basically having dudes working from home, watching YouTube videos to see people putting drone videos and trying to figure out if they had licenses or not, mm -hmm. or if they were making money off that drone footage as YouTubers. Because mm -hmm. if you make any money, if you have a drone and you make any money off of it, like if you film stuff and YouTube pays you ad revenue on that, mm -hmm. you must have a 107 license to fly that now and register mm -hmm. with the government. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Years, so, years ago, man, I don't know if you're aware of this. I used to be into it. I used to have a drone, right? Yeah. Um, and years ago, I made a video when they made all these rules. And I was like, that's yeah. it. I'm out. I'm getting out. And yeah. people are like, why? What are you doing? Because the rules are totally ridiculous. Yeah. You know, that they you only put rules like that in effect so you could fuck with people. Yeah. That's that's where it comes yeah. from, you know, and, and they I'm could like, do, this they is, could this do is, to that what they can't do the guns because of the Second Amendment. Right. So you can yeah, easily do it. Yeah. So I just yeah. got the fuck out of drones altogether. Um, but if you look at it, look, look at what the ATF is doing to FFLs right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think I, I, I could misquote it, but I think it's like 70 percent up that they're just canceling FFLs. So before in the past, you had some issues you know, you could you could resolve those things. You could work it out. Keep keep rolling with your business. Most FFLs are not bad guys. Of course, there are some people out there that are bad guys. Put those people under under the prison, mm -hmm. in my opinion. But we're talking about an ATF that let guns go across the border deliberately. We can go yeah. on and on with that. But lately, now any little mistake you make, that's it for you and your FFL. You're done. There's yeah. no breaks and no chances they're giving to anyone. What do you think is like, do you think they're getting 87,000 IRS agents so they can go after billionaires? No. Yeah. You, nope. you know, if you're a billionaire, <laughs> you've got the tools you need to, to hide your money. A lot of all you really need to do is put your money in trusts and things like that. Get lawyers, put your money in there and that's it. You can live off of your money and you basically become someone that can qualify for um, welfare. Mm -hmm. If you want to. Right. But you have access to a lot of money. They're getting all those agents so they can go after regular people. That's where yep. that's where it's at. The the middle class, the, the people who aren't working. You know, yep. there's a lot of people out there who don't work, don't make any money. They file taxes. They get money. Yep. <laughs> but they're, they're going after the people who do work, um, who are in the middle class to get their money. I think they need to be careful because look, we're, we're, we saw what happened to Sri Lanka. This is essentially what they started doing. They said, we're going to control everything here. And if you don't capitulate, well, you're screwed. Well, eventually it's going to blow up in their face because we simultaneously live in a period. Like I said, they are going to use 
the lack of the economy as an incentive, the economy being uh, lacking as incentive for people to join up their institutions. But at the same time, like you said uh, earlier, people have woken up now more than ever. So a lot of people are like, we're not going to buy this crap. I, I, I think where you're going to start seeing an issue is I think ultimately it's going to have to be the state governments that act. And that's the only way that I think it's the only way that you get out of this peacefully is if the state governments call the federal government's bluff and you need somebody like, okay, so Abbott right now is sending busing immigrants from the border to New York and Washington, DC. Yeah. That's and they're really, that, and they're pissed that, off. <laughs> that's a great political move, but I mm -hmm. think the right move would be for Texas to throw them across the border and kick them out mm -hmm. and then tell the federal government, the federal government has violated its constitutional duty to protect the border of the United States. And because they have violated the Constitution, the state of Texas, under its own sovereignty, is taking the duty of defending the southern border now itself because the federal government is either incapable or unwilling to hold its end of the bargain. So they are violating the Constitution. And what are the feds going to do? Are they going to go arrest Abbott when they do that? So this is where you call their bluff. Like, what are you going to do? What, what, what are the feds mm -hmm. going to do? You're going to have a standoff between Border Patrol and Texas uh, and, and, you know, Texas uh, Rangers or something like that. So I think this is where it needs to start because I guarantee you all those Border Patrol agents live in Texas. They're not going to shoot their neighbors that work with the Texas Rangers. This ain't going to happen. So that's going to force a change now. And it's going to show that the federal government is a paper tiger and you start discrediting the federal government. It's yeah. a dangerous, it's dangerous because what could that lead to? It could lead to the destruction of the United States. But I think that more peacefully is you basically show the federal government is full of shit and we're not going to stand for it anymore because ultimately their power resides in us. Well, who works for the federal government? It's all of us. We mm -hmm. do. So yeah. if you start doing things like that and the state say, no, we're, we're not going to comply with this stuff or we're going to take matters into our own hands because you're not full, uh, you're not fulfilling your duty. That's what we're going to do. So it's like the Second Amendment sanctuary things. What's the right thing to do? Suppressors and SBRs are legal in my state. If the ATF comes here, I'm going to arrest them because they're violating the Constitution of the United States by uh, confiscating or arresting people uh, for those things. They're violating the Second Amendment. So that's what it will take. And then you're going to force the federal government. Are you going to do something about it? I don't think they're going to do shit because we saw what the Bundys did a few years ago out west when you know the feds were trying to say you can't graze those uh your cattle on the land they showed up with a bunch of guns with a bunch of cowboys and they basically sold the told the feds go ahead and try like what are you going to do and the feds didn't do anything yeah well they had they, they had they had yeah they they didn't have yeah. the standoff there but they had the power yeah. and the time to wait them out i think of course which is what they did um i think that you know that's why you need a state to do it a state yeah. a state is a more powerful entity at that point Yes, I think uh, a lot of state and local is where a lot of this uh, can be solved. I think what mm -hmm. Abbott is doing, though, is smart for this reason. It is it is a political stunt what yeah. he's doing, but he's doing it for a reason. Because if you take it turns people, the people, yeah, it turns the if, people of those towns against the the issue. Well, yeah. If you well, if you take these folks that are coming across the border and send them back across the border, they're just going to come back across the border again. Yeah. And so what winds up happening is you're just destroying yourself because mm -hmm. you're spending your resources to deal with them. So instead, what governors that are doing that are doing is saying, OK, well, I'm going to take these people and send them to New York. I'm going to send them mm -hmm. to D.C. I'm going to send them to these places. And and it's going to they're now going to have to spend money to send them 
back across the border or back down here or whatever the hell it is, mm-hmm. they they will have to spend the money because the states, like a state like New York, supporting what California is doing is punishing. They know they're punishing Texas by doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it works for them. They're slowly bleeding the state by doing it. So that's why it's happening. I'm not agreeing yeah, I, with it. You I, know, I think the issue happens. OK, so Texas is counting on the voters in those areas to get pissed off about this and and, mm-hmm. you know, push political change. What I think these areas are going to do and what they've already tried to do is they're going to say, you are expanding my population. I'm now going to allow illegals to start voting in certain instances because now you've given me more voters. So they're, they'll try to turn it around that way. Like, okay, so we were trying That's to just basically gonna, they're gonna destroy their, their own selves, though. But, they, yeah. but they're going to have to deal with what comes out of that instead yeah. of Texas having to deal yeah. with it. Or other but I think ultimately, ultimately, if you want my, 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 the, my concept is we live in a world where the federal government is corrupt now. Mm-hmm. So if you want to convince the voters, you do what Abbott is doing. But if you want to call out the federal government and prove that they're full of crap, you have to do what I said. You yeah. have to basically say, oh, I'm going to control the border now. Yeah. I basically and say, just, I'm going to do it. I basically yeah. just capped a roach. I don't know if you saw that. I yeah. saw in my own thing. I saw it like if anyone uh, goes back, you'll see that I saw a shadow of something crawl. I was like, what the hell is that going up there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> His butt is in this thing right now. He did. So, um, that, I mean, I, I probably didn't have to tell anyone that. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think that this the, the problem with immigration is one that we can only solve when we decide to actually solve it. Yeah. And I understand what, what states are doing. They're bouncing it off to these other states so they can see this is what we have to deal with. We yeah. have to spend money dealing with people coming in here. Then there are people out of those people that are committing crimes and doing all this stuff. Maybe you need to see this and feel it. That's what you're getting mm-hmm. from the from the mayor of New York City when he says this is horrible. What they're doing? Yeah, yeah it's fucking horrible. That's now, that's that's how the that's question how Texas is. Feels. The question is okay. Let's say now the interesting thing that's been going on recently is the massive flip in the Hispanic vote, mm-hmm. uh, moving towards Republican. Now getting to the mm-hmm. point where it looks like. And mm-hmm. in, in some polls, it looks like the Hispanic vote is equally split between Democrats and Republicans, which is absolutely devastating for the Democrat Party. So do you think that let's say that we have the midterm elections and even if they try to do some shenanigans, it is so overwhelming mm-hmm. that they can't do anything about it? Mm-hmm. Because what I think happened in 2020 is you don't have to rig the entire system in order to win. You just have to rig it in a few key places. Mm-hmm. that are going to turn the tide. And I think that that's what happened in 2020 because you can't do the entire country. It's not going to happen because the states control their own you know, voting districts. But if you flip a few key cities in like a state like Arizona where the population isn't that large, that's, that makes a huge difference. In Ohio or Wisconsin, you can make a difference in states like that. Uh, or I should say, um, not Ohio, Pennsylvania. So uh, even if... Even if they try to do stuff like that, if the Hispanic vote, if those polls are true, they can't win. Like it's going to be almost impossible for the Democrats to win an election for decades. Mm-hmm. Will they tur- Will they change their mind and will, will we see the Democrat Party say we need to shut down the border now because these brown people are no longer giving us what we want out of them? I think that'd be pretty interesting to see. And I, and I'm, I personally, as somebody who's Hispanic myself, mm-hmm. I personally can't wait to see this come true, not just because of politi- politically what the implications are. 
I can't wait to see what the reaction is going to be. How quickly are they going to betray and turn on uh, on brown people in this country and say, well, they're just as bad as white people? Um, right. they're that, or are they just basically going to, at that point, is it going to blow up their entire identity politics agenda? Because now they're going to be uh, basically at the point, they're going to be between a rock and a hard place. They're going to be like, well, everything that we did cost us Hispanics, but at the same time, we called white people, white men like racist for doing these things. Hispanics clearly agree with that. So what, what do we do? Do we now throw Hispanics under the bus and say that they're racist? Or do we change our ways to try to get them back? And I think that it's going to put the Democrat Party in almost an impossible situation because they've gone so hard and so deep on the identity politics that if either blacks or Hispanics like basically throw that, repudiate that, it's over. Like they can't, they can't win. They, they are entirely reliant on the minority vote at this point to be successful. And mm-hmm. I think, and again, as, as a, as a Hispanic, I, I feel like I'm under attack right now. I'm under, uh, I'm under attack of flying creatures. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, <laughs> <that's> no <problem. laughs> like I just don't, Hispanics have always been conservative mm-hmm. because whereas I would say the, the, the more European population of the United States has slowly been moving away from religion and things like that. Hispanics were still on that bandwagon. The black community was on that bandwagon for a long time too. Then they destroyed the government destroyed the black community Mm -hmm. uh, in the U S because they knew that it was going to be a problem because blacks were going to become conservative. Uh, So I think that that's why they basically destroyed, you know, they used the welfare system to destroy the black community so that they wouldn't be a voting threat. They weren't able to do that with Hispanics because Unlike black people in America, a lot of them obviously are descendants from uh, from African slaves. Hispanics are not. You know, you don't have that. We come from different countries. A lot of us don't even like one another. So we're not. Uh, there, you can't like throw. You can't throw history at, at Hispanics because it's going to be different to all of them. Most some people most, aren't going to care. Yeah, most uh, most Hispanic people got over that a long time ago. Every race yeah, and, has been enslaved. And then people like me, yeah. are Puerto Ricans, were Americans the day we're born because Puerto Rico is a U.S. Commonwealth. So mm-hmm. I don't care about the border. That doesn't affect me whatsoever. Puerto Ricans don't give a shit about that. Our politics have to do with do we want Puerto Rico to become a state or not, and why should it be a state? So yeah. it's a totally different issue. When when um, every anything that touches you, you know, you you start taking it to heart. So it's easy yeah. to to pull people's strings like, oh. You're Hispanic, you know these guys. Mm-hmm. They they want uh, they want to shut down immigration because yeah. they don't want people like you coming across the border. And then when you live here and you realize that people could just come into America and do whatever the hell they want to, you're like, oh wait a second, I don't. Mm-hmm. I lock my doors every night. I don't want anyone coming into my house and doing whatever they yeah. want to do. So yeah, maybe we should lock the borders and not let people you know come in here and do whatever they want to do all of these things until it doesn't touch you you can you can be pulled and manipulated by this stuff and then when it touches you you know you react to it yeah absolutely you know i think that's i think that's the thing i don't know what is going on in here all of a sudden it's like every single you leave the door open i don't know i don't know if something is open or what the hell is going on but it's like there's things coming from everywhere in here, right? It's now. one of the top air vents. Sometimes you yeah. uh, open that to let the heat fly out. Uh, no, everything's closed up. I got I got to Actually, what I probably need to do is drop bombs. First of all, this is Florida, man. Like every single freaking thing is alive here, you know? I know. It's and the freaking jungle. Yeah, we're constantly uh, working to deal with stuff. But it's so crazy. If I had like another camera in here, you guys would have seen me like fighting off 
stuff flying all over. <laughs> then Lola comes in here now. Now she's mad because she doesn't see anything. She just thinks I'm going crazy. Just stay here for a little while, Lola. So so people can hear you. People <laughs> hey, can Lola. hear you. You can people can hear you scream. Yeah, I can't show Lola right now. But uh <laughs> yeah, you just hang out here and be my bodyguard for a minute, Lola. Anything tries to to attack me, you take it out. There you go. Um listen, we're gonna take we're gonna take a break <laughs> here and we're gonna come right back. I think we've got at least uh another segment here that we The Who Moved My Freedom podcast is made possible by our partners at Two A Commerce. Veteran owned and with over twenty years experience, Two A Commerce is the leader in custom e-commerce and web application development in the shooting sports industry. Clients include major brands such as Guard Dog Body Armor, Sylvan Arms, AccuFire Technologies, The Tactical Games, Warrior Knife Company, and yours truly, Hank Strange. Visit 2A Commerce and support this show by supporting them. Once again, visit the number 2acommerce.com. All right, so I'm back here. This is the reason why I need my Zip 22. If only, <laughs> if only it worked. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the Zip 22? I have seen it. Uh, yep, I have. I've never yeah. shot one or anything like that, but uh, but I've definitely seen one. Yeah. So here it goes. It does use the Ruger magazine, which is cool. So you can use these, nice. or it comes with this little tiny, the little tiny one that you could mm -hmm. uh, put in there if you do it the right way. Hold on a second. There you go. So you can be super compact. It can also, um, you know, you can you can put things on here, and I think they had a design where you could put this, if you know, on the bottom of an AR. Of an AR, yeah, yeah, yeah like an underbarrel thing. Yeah, which would make it an SBR. The really yeah. dangerous part is that they put. Let's see if we can get it. Okay, so they put the charging handle right there, which a lot of times, if you're not looking, you think, you know, you go to you're the, gonna burn yourself. If, well, it's right there where the barrel is, so you could easily, yeah. you know, potentially you could easily shoot yourself. So that's true. Uh, but I love it. It's a bullpup, you know, <laughs> twenty-two, and um, it was not obviously not a very successful venture. Yep. So there's not that many of them out there. But you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad I got one. I, what you got? I, I I forgot. I forgot that uh, I was. I forgot that on your show we can show guns, but so I don't yeah. have anything close to me except for. Just oh, you my got AR something. <laughs> That's my AR. So this was uh, this is a new build. Uh, Joe and I did. Uh, we were trying to find a build that would, you know, basically like an unbannable build. So like nothing like an SBR or pistol, just so that we could have our one general like your general purpose rifle that you can use in almost any situation. That's your go-to. Mm -hmm. uh, that'll be pretty flexible. So I we kept the lowers that we had. So she's got like a Smith and Wesson lower from an MMP that I had, and then this is a PSA. But it's fully built out with a CMC trigger, and I've got uh, everything up top is all arrow. So it's uh, arrow bolt, uh, arrow barrel. Look all great. It's an Atlas. Yeah, it's an Atlas S1. And then I wanted to try an LPVO. Uh, I didn't want to spend too much money on it because I wasn't sure if I would like an LPVO. So okay. I got uh, this is a Swamp Fox Arrowhead, and it's a one. Uh, it's a one to eight by twenty four. So uh, I've used it. I used it at train and learn, and I actually really liked it a lot. Uh, I thought it was fine in daylight. Some people said that it, they don't think it's bright enough in the daylight. I I thought it was perfect, and it was freaking balls hot out there. Mm -hmm. So uh, it worked really well. The battery lasts a long time, and I'm I'm just a huge fan, and I think it's just from playing video games of LPVOs because just being able to go from one to one to six or one to eight or one to ten, uh, like these these can yeah. do, 
And I think this was like 360 bucks, so it wasn't bad at all. Low power uh, variable optic for anyone yes. out there who's and uh, new, and the fun fact know, about initiated. about this about this particular model is that the one by ten model, uh, some dudes in the tenth mountain division took out in Afghanistan and mounted them on scars, and you know scars are pretty notorious for destroying optics, and they ran them through their paces on their rifles, and they didn't have any problems in Afghanistan. So uh, cool. that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's very so nice. I, it looks I, great. Yeah, I like that optic. Um, what's your furniture? Yeah, what's Magpul the uh, furniture. bipod? Yeah, so that yeah, the yeah. bipod is. It's Magpul. all. Uh, yeah, it's a Magpul bipod. I just had it on there because I was gonna when I was zeroing out the optic. I wanted a bipod, so uh, I just threw it on there. Usually, I don't have the bipod. I'll put like a a, a vertical a foregrip or something like that. Uh, I've got. I forgot which Magpul uh, stock this is called. Let's uh, see it. Let me it? see. The RC. Someone will tell yeah, the a the ACS. This is the ACS. So it's got the storage. It's got the bigger cheek weld. Mm -hmm. So since I knew I was going to be running a scope, I wanted a bigger cheek weld. I love it. I think it's really comfortable. Uh, Joe's build out is pretty similar, but she's got a red dot because she wanted it to be as light as possible. So she's got uh, I don't her rifle's in the safe, so I don't have it right here. But mm -hmm. hers was cool because it was uh, we became part of the Brownells Bureau of Propaganda nice so uh, uh roy we love roy roy's a great guy we're uh, we're friends with roy and uh and he was like so do you guys need anything and i was like well i've been trying to build a rifle for joe and he's like what do you need and then next thing you know a rifle showed up basically all the parts for a rifle showed up uh like 5 days later mm -hmm. and uh so we built joe pretty much the same basic setup just with a red dot instead of the uh LPVO. That's so very a cool. Of a lighter weight build. Uh, yeah. And she loved it. She did great with it. And she felt a lot more comfortable than um, the build that we used last year. I think it was like about a pound heavier. And that makes a huge difference, uh, especially for a woman. And then just the regular A2 stock uh, wasn't as comfortable. So she really likes that build and she was a lot more confident with it. Yeah, that's so. very cool. You know, I was thinking when you were talking in the beginning about, you know, how you got with the uh, geeks and gamers and all that. Mm -hmm. One of the unfortunate things, like the gun world is a little bit different. I think other yeah. other worlds are more accepting of people and all that. Obviously, you got to vet people a little bit. So I'm oh, yeah. that. But the gun world is more clicky and all that kind of stuff. But there are folks in the gun world that don't operate that way and and mm -hmm. are more welcoming and all that. And Brownells, Roy's one of those dudes. Um, you know, there are people out there. Maj, for example, I think is one of those people as well mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, he always tries to, to put a bunch of different people together and, yeah. you know, think outside of the box of what he's doing. There, There's, there's a lot of people out there that do that. I think, um, you know, the whole Iraq veteran crew is mm -hmm. like that. That's why they put on that event every year. Yep. And invite folks out there and all that kind of stuff. So that does happen in the gun world. I wish it happened more. I wish there was more collaboration and more partnerships and letting people well, come into the fold and helping and, develop people. And it's it's definitely a goal. Um, you know, uh, geeks and gamers they just have they've gotten different connections throughout the years, just like anybody else. You never know who you're listening to or who you're going to meet or who likes your content. Yeah. So they I, I think I said close. it wrong, right? I said the wrong thing. I know. No, no. Uh, okay. uh, they they uh they became close with John Bartolo about a year and a half ago, uh, or almost two years ago, and that just kind of came out of nowhere. He just happened to watch one of their shows and really liked them, and he invited Jeremy and the crew out to Vegas to his studio, and they became fast friends. And he kind of like gave them a, a glimpse into the gun world and all mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So um, they actually have two two one B tactical. It's run by a gentleman named Suresh. He's a good guy. He's former 
uh, former law enforcement, lives down here now in Palm Beach, actually was at SHOT Show. If you see photos at SHOT Show, he was with he was the one hanging out with like Kimberly Guilfoyle and uh, Trump Jr. at SHOT Show. Okay. Um, so he started a tactical company and really his claim to fame was he created this material that goes in between uh, your plate carrier and your body and it's like a moisture wicking uh, gel material and the Air Force actually got his contract for it. So uh, that's how he built his company. He also does, you know, plate carriers, tactical uh, equipment, helmets, and uh, they do bags and patches and all that stuff, like the usual stuff. But he's got a pretty cool bag. So uh, he's going to start doing a lot of the merch for Geeks and Gamers. So this uh, the patch that you see here, you're going to start seeing a lot more patches from them. His tactical bag, it's like, it's like the coolest range bag that you've ever seen. I, I think it's called the Hondo, and it's like 100, 110 bucks, something like that. What's the and, name of the what's the name of the company? Uh, 221 B Tactical. 221 B. Okay. Two two one Bravo. Tactical. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll go I'll pull I, I up the website while we're talking. Yeah, he might have the Geeks and Gamers page up already. So Oh, okay. Yeah, let's see if we can get the So oh, he's okay. a good guy. I got to see um some of the stuff that he uh created. Yeah, they do have a Geeks and Gamers uh, tab actually. Yeah, that's two two one B collection slash geeks. Yeah, and where's gamers. the where? Okay, there's geeks and gamers already in there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let me see if I can I can send it to you. Yeah, I could probably I could probably pull it up. Okay. Um. Yeah, you would have to text it to me. So just I'll just search geeks and gamers. Yeah, geeks and gamers two two one B tactical, and then it shows up. Uh, that was the first choice. So. Oh yeah, yeah the I bag is. It. The bag is cool. It's like a range right. bag, but you can put plate, uh, plates in it. It basically blows up. You can use it for... Oh, the Rebel pretty, Pack. Pretty much anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there you go. This Rebel Pack. Is so, yeah, you can see how it opens up. I, I liked it when I saw it. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, it was kind of it kind of fit the niche of what I was looking for because uh, I wanted a bag that I could either use for range equipment or, you know, a podcasting stuff because we've got our setup able to go on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring a bunch of cameras and all that stuff. And honestly, tactical bags are better than a lot of purpose-built tech bags just because we love to have our pockets and our tactical bags. Mm-hmm. So I think that this works. And eventually, you know, he wants to make a purpose-built uh, bag eventually. That would be pretty cool. So, but I, I think it's good stuff. So they're branching out that. So obviously this is already on the tactical side of that. Uh, you know, he's hung out with Tony Sentiment. He's, uh, he's big on, uh, on IG our, uh, our friend Hustle Queen hangs with him, and he did a lot of the – he's a uh, former military and law enforcement, and now he does a lot of – he's actually a character in Call of Duty. So we're already seeing kind of that bridging of the gap and bringing the two worlds together. I would love to take uh, a lot of the Geeks and Gamers team to SHOT Show mm-hmm. and bring them out there and, you know, oh, kind of be expand cool. that even more. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, think, I think that's what we need because – I, I keep thinking back, if you're on the internet and you see the meme, there's a meme with James Franco and he's at the gallows and he's looking at another guy that's freaking out and James Franco's totally calm about it. Yeah, like, he's is like, this your first, first time, time here? Yeah, yeah, is this your first time here? And <laughs> that's how we are in the gun community, you know. Oh. Oh. I'm not sure why you froze up there. For decades, we've yeah. been after what we do. And, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we kind of skipped there. Yeah, you froze there so, for a second. Are you getting on the internet yeah, in here, Lola? Yeah, that's Lola. That's Lola's fault. Uh, okay. <laughs> Behave yourself. Behave yourself. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so now uh, I, I think it's cool, you know, bringing those two groups together because 
now people are seeing basically their first amendment get attacked and I can't even have an opinion on what movie I like, or I can't even mm -hmm. criticize a movie when they destroy it. I'm called a racist. I'm called all these things. And it's like, Hey, hey that's what they call us. That's awesome. Like let's mm -hmm. combine forces. And honestly, mm -hmm. one of the coolest things that I saw was when people started finding out, cause Jeremy didn't even know what, what he got when he brought us in, you know, he just thought that we were cool and that we, you know, handled, uh, you know, handled the chat really well. And he thought that we'd be charismatic and obviously mm -hmm. Johnny and, um, and uh, Ripa vouched for us. But, you know, once we started getting in and doing more stuff, he was like, holy cow, like you, you guys bring even more to the table than I thought. And, uh, and I'm excited because it aligns exactly with what I want. So many people in the chat have been, now that they know that we're gun people, they've come over and our channel went from, you know, 780 subs or something just before that to now we broke 1,210 and we're, we just got monetized. I couldn't believe that we got monetized because I figured after they saw a couple of our shows, <laughs> especially the one with Maj, like they would have just deleted our channel after that. Right. But, uh, but YouTube, is, YouTube is really weird when it comes to social commentary. And one of the things that I've seen is that when you watch a Geeks and Gamers stream, especially Friday Night Tights, Tuesday Night's main event, or you watch Ripa, the things that they say, I think a lot of people, even in the gun community, would be like, holy crap, like YouTube hasn't like banned these guys. They haven't like thrown these guys off the internet. And clearly they've, they've found something. They're, they're worried about the audience they're going to lose. If yeah, they they're, they're, the audience has gotten yeah. so big that they've created this space now where they're not impervious to, to what YouTube does. But YouTube is basically like, oh, crap, like these guys are just do, they're doing too good. Like we can't get rid of them. And they bring an audience that. Uh, that we can't get. And I think YouTube more than the other social media companies, because they actually make a ton of money. They're the ones that guns are taboo. Uh, obviously showing guns is, but other stuff like they're just really weird about, it. especially Ripa, like Ripa just gets away with stuff that I'm like, man, nobody else can say what he says. And YouTube has tried to go after him a few times. And he's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to oppose the strike. And here's my lawyers, like, go ahead and talk mm -hmm. to them. And the, YouTube's just like, fuck it. Like, we're not going to do it. And uh, we, we should have been doing, you know, we should have been doing that on our side more. Yeah. Right? You and, know, and the, I think the single guys out there don't have the resources to do it. And, yeah. And I think yeah. uh, I think the bigger see the different the thing that I see here is that with Geeks and Gamers, Nerdrotic and Ripa, you have an alliance here of a lot of big names. And I don't mm -hmm. think that that's something that we necessarily see so much in the gun community, this kind of collusion to come together and lift each other up. And they all refer to one another and they each grow each other's channels and anytime that they bring some of us like the new the new people or the lower you know the smaller channels in they always work to boost them disperus another guy he's in great britain his commentary on like lord of the rings is top notch this guy's incredible yeah i know who and you're talking he, about I've, I've yeah he had like he had like two thousand subs when he first got in and they gave him a shot to speak on on uh friday night tights and people saw like this guy is legit like he, yeah i think he wears nine line shirts that's how i was like yes oh. uh, yeah a I lot of like, guys oh, yeah we, is, a yeah. lot of us wear nine line shirts because mm -hmm. drunk three po actually he got the deal this is his hat the rebellion mm -hmm. um he, he's really tight with gina carano and he's built this kind of friendship with gina carano and geeks and gamers has uh has you know kind of benefited from that and gina's met most of the team i didn't get a chance to meet her we weren't part of the team at the time mm -hmm. but he kind of created this entire thing like the rebellion. And that was the opposition to what Disney did to her, firing her from the Mandalorian because she wouldn't tow the company line. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, politically, when it came to, you know, Trump or, or conservative values and obviously COVID and the vaccines, 
she was pretty outspoken with not being intimidated by any of those things. And, uh, and Disney sacked her. So they kind of took Disney's whole, the rebellion fighting against the empire and turned it against them. And now this is drunk three PO's line of apparel. John mm-hmm. Bartolo kind of hooked up, hooked them up with nine line. And that's how that entire oh, cool. partnership came up with. Mm-hmm. So now you see already there, now there's a collusion between people in the gun industry and the gun community now with people that are in the social commentary industry. And so you're already seeing an expansion of both audiences. Like I said, people in the chat are like, oh, this is the gun that I carry. Like, what guns do you like? A lot of people have come into our chat and they're like, I didn't know what to expect because obviously you guys are on Geeks and Gamers and I pretty much run a lot of the live streams with Fortnite and other live games there. So people see me as like, oh, well, Rolo is the guy that plays video games and he's pretty good at games and uh, and his wife Joe's there too and she's pretty awesome. Uh, and she's good at games too. So it's just cool. Like they're a married couple that plays video games. Awesome. But they come to our channel. A lot of times we've been doing more game streams on our YouTube channel. And that was to get the watch hours up because mm-hmm. we just saw that the game stream started doing very well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and then people would stick around and watch our podcast. And they're like, holy crap. Like what you guys talk about is awesome. Like I- I've never seen anybody like kind of bring these two things together before. I think Ripa is the one that's the closest that does a lot of that stuff where he'll talk about the comic book industry, entertainment, and then he talks about libertarian values. He'll talk about guns. He'll talk about freedom and all that stuff. So I think what he does is awesome. And and it's not that we've emulated it. It's that I think that that's the most effective way to do it. It's that people want to be represented. And that doesn't necessarily mean represented by your skin tone or anything like that. They want to be represented by people that have the same ideas and values that they do, the same interests. So when a lot of guys are like, wait, you guys are into guns? So many people started DMing us and saying, like, these are the guns that I have, sending us pictures. Like, mm-hmm. it's so cool that now we've got a gun, uh, we've got a gun, two gun people on Geeks and Gamers. We can talk about guns. Jeremy <laughs> always, like, pumps us up and is like, they're the gun people. Like, if you, you're, you're into that, check them out. Um, so it's just, it's been really awesome, kind of that that synergy that we've, you know, uh, I think together here. I think that the gun world, the what you, the separation, the reason why we don't have that in the gun world, I think a lot of it starts with the print guys. You know, in mm-hmm. in the gun world, the print guys are the worst. Yeah. That's what I found out. I mean, yeah. Um, I've I've been in some really bad situations with the, you know, with the traditional guys who write mm-hmm. for magazines and stuff like that, and they really hate YouTubers. And, yeah. um, and and really don't like dealing with YouTubers. And then that kind of thing, you know, the old school, you know, the people who came into the YouTube gun world doing it kind of took on all of that. Not all of them, yeah. as I said. I don't think everyone does that. But I just don't see the kind of cooperation that I see um, the guys who do ham radio cooperate. One of the things, like, they don't mm-hmm. go live when another ham radio guy is going live. They sit down and they go, oh, okay, you're going to do this time on Friday. I'll do this time on Friday. I'll do Thursdays. And, mm-hmm. You know, they sit down and they figure all this stuff out and work together. And we don't have that because I think we're just, like, acting like crabs in a barrel from the beginning, yeah. starting with the print guys. And then that just keeps getting uh, transferred through. But it's the way that it is. Eventually evolution will happen and that's what's going on with with you and joe i think that it's evolving and it's changing and it doesn't matter if the old school guys like me are doing it that way you guys are going to bring in the new way of doing it yeah and and you know i always go back to uh, gun websites g webs he's always in our chat he's been there pretty much from the start and one of the things that he always he calls our our show is that he calls it a two-way experiment 
And I always kind of liked that when the first time I saw that, I was like, man, I wonder what he means. And that's exactly what it is because it's not all about the guns for us because our passion has been stuff beyond that. Like I've owned guns for since I was 21, that's less than half of my life. So, and, and I didn't grow up around them. What I care about is freedom. What I care about is the constitution. I always had passion for those things growing up. And then when our gun rights started getting assaulted, that changed my perspective because I, I don't guns and taking them for granted. Uh, and that kind of ignited, that's what ignited me politically, but that's not mm-hmm. the, that's not the, the, the end all be the, all. It wasn't the end all be all. And, and that's mm-hmm. not the, pol- that wasn't what, what I was into in politics for a long time. So what it did is it unleashed everything else. Like today, we talked about history and all, a bunch of other things that had nothing to do with guns. Mm-hmm. But we always try to bring it back of the guns are important because of all these other things, because they're the insurance policy, the safety valve of this is, we never want to use them, but they're here to make sure that bad things don't happen. But if they do, then we we have at least some way to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that goes with so many other things. And I think- yeah, we're going to take a co- sorry man, we're going to take oh, a yeah, hard break. Let's yeah, let's take this hard break. We're going to come back. We're going to We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of manufacturers like Safety Harbor Firearms. SHF is a quintessential family-owned small business, totally representative of the American dream. Safety Harbor Firearms is a Florida-based manufacturer of the compact entry stock and the SHTF 50 upper for an AR15 lower. Also, SHF happily delivers on your Sten Gun parts needs. So don't forget to check out stenparts.com and safetyharborfirearms.com. All right, so before we get uh, get into it here, Skivy Waver says, from a ham operator, not all ham operators are courteous. <laughs> Just like not all gun folks are courteous. Yeah, that's true. You know, one, the grass is always greener on the other side, yep. you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think at the end of the day, we we need to not look at each other as competition as much as we all do. We're not crabs in a barrel. Everyone has a place. You know, one of the things I've always thought when I met you and Joanna is that, wow, here's these, here's this young couple that is a lot like me and Lola, husband and wife. You guys go pretty much everywhere together. You rock Mm -hmm. and roll together, you know, but you're, you're younger than us. And it's good to know. It's good to see because when, if you, if I see you, there's a thousand, there's probably 10,000 people just like you out there. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we need these kinds of things. What a lot of people think is like, oh man, these guys are coming to take my spot or I'm going to lose this thing or that yeah. thing. And I think for sure, uh, you know, some of that happens just because of the way that everyone does what they do. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, there's something for everyone out there and we all have a role to play in this thing. Mm-hmm. And we can all find where our role is and we can all encourage people to do things and help them out. And it's not always going to work out, but I think overall that's what helps move everything forward. And that's what I see with, you know, you're talking about the the gamer guys out there and the folks talking about movies and all that. Mm-hmm. I look at that stuff. I'm a big nerd. I'm into sci-fi. All of that, right? I'm I'm into some of the comic books, not all of them or whatever, but you know, we're we're as human beings, we're into that, and it's cool to see those guys getting out there and supporting each other and not acting like, oh man, if I help this guy blow up, everything's gonna run out of control and he's gonna be bigger than me. Mm-hmm. This is how we all move forward. At the end of the day, as human beings, the people who feel like who feel and think the way we do, we're not gonna survive 
if we can't figure this out, how to help move everyone forward and and help people shine where they should shine. I don't think everyone is going to be great at doing a podcast, right? I definitely mm-hmm. am not the first person to do a podcast, um, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't help people <laughs> do podcasts, yep. right? That's how you figure out what you what That's you like. That's how we got you, started. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how you all figure it out. So, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to make that run on because obviously we need to wrap up here. But I think if anyone's listening or looking at this and you want to take something away from it. The overall story of Rolando and Joanna to me is that, hey, you came into the gun community. We did help you. Right. Mm -hmm. I think there's not just not just me. I think I did a little bit to help you. But there's lots of folks out there that did more and more. And when you put that all together, that helped encourage you guys, keep you guys Mm -hmm. here doing it. And I'm not even surprised that other people have discovered you guys. And I you're I mean, dude, you're, you're just at spark stage right now. You know, a, a lot of what you guys are doing is going to get bigger than this. So I'm proud of you, man. Thank Congratulations you. on everything. Keep doing it. Keep kicking asses. You know, and, um, you know, even having this conversation tonight just reinforces why I think, you know, you're badass and very deserving of everything here. So Thank, thanks gonna, a lot, Hank. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome, man. You're welcome. And, I, you know, um, let me get some stuff. Uh, Armin and Axis says, Ro and Joe are great peeps. Thank you. So Thank they, you, Armand. Good to see you, buddy. <laughs> um, uh, 42 Chill says, Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. Ooh. So there you go. That's a, that's a, yeah, you know, it's going in on that one. Um, here's what I want to do. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll have you guys back over here. Okay. But I, I want to give you a chance to tell the folks out there, where can they find you guys? You know, how can, you know, what can they do? to help support you and communicate with you and see what you guys are doing. Yeah. Well, uh, you can check us out on YouTube. That's our primary platform, uh, at this point. So we're locked and loaded Latinos on YouTube. Uh, it's, uh, and as the ampersand. So the, the symbol, uh, we pretty much use that on all social media, but nowadays you'll see us primarily on YouTube. Uh, we also stream on Twitch, uh, video games every once in a while there. Uh, if you want to see Joe and I outside of our channel, you can check us out on Geeks and Gamers Play. That's uh, the Geeks and Gamers kind of live streaming channel for game streams. We stream pretty much uh, for sure every Wednesday, but a lot of times it's almost every day sometimes if Jeremy wants to play some Fortnite and he's got that hankering. Mm -hmm. So we're probably going to start playing some Call of Duty there since Modern Warfare 2 is going to be coming out in October. So you can stay tuned for more of that. Uh, there's a huge Geeks and Gamers meetup going on in October, at the end of October in Orlando. So that should be pretty crazy. Uh, Joe and I, our other passion is actually amusement parks and theme parks and roller coasters. Uh, Geeks and Gamers has a, <laughs> Geeks and Gamers cool. has a theme park channel, and they really? found out okay. that we love this stuff, and so we've already filmed some content for them. So hopefully okay. you'll see that uh, soon too. So. Yeah, big We're doing nerds. a little bit of everything. Big nerds which is awesome that's right. I'm, a, I'm an electrical engineer by degree so this is i'm a total nerd man that's how it is yeah in his, yeah, in his element in his element yep. which is fantastic okay so yeah listen i am going to run in the end here but like i'm saying to everyone you want to see more passion like this you have to tune into these guys and you, you'll see it so you guys do sunday right Yep, every Sunday we do 6 o'clock now. We used to be at 7, but we do 6 o'clock Eastern because mm-hmm. uh, there's usually a huge Mario Kart stream uh, that Geeks and Gamers has <laughs> at 9 o'clock, so I like to have nice. a little bit of breathing room. 
Right. Before that, Absolutely. The trash Absolutely. talking starts. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And what I'm going to do is run in the end. I'm going to come back. Rolo's going to leave you guys with uh, words of wisdom. 42 chilled says, keep up the great work. Uh, I know there's lots of folks that, that have in, enjoyed this chat. I think it's very passionate. So um, thank you for that. Let me run in the end here and then we're going to be back and you're going to hit us with the words of wisdom. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with us here. We are going to rip the audio out of this, throw it up on iTunes or any place that you can get your audio podcast from, including like we're on Audible. If you guys are on Audible, you could find you can find us on there. Just look for the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. We're also part of the Firearms Radio Network as well. And DCG 44s wants to know if there is more this week. I am not 100% sure. There's just so much stuff going on that um, if we don't have people coming on and all that kind of stuff, then Lola just says, okay, do take care of all the other stuff that you have to. So that's what's happening with that, um, you know, YouTube now with this shorts thing. I have to do shorts for three separate YouTube channels. So, and then I have to edit videos for two channels and then I do this on Utreon, but then I have to put it up on YouTube. And then I also have to rip that audio and, and post it. <laughs> so I'm, dr- I'm, dr- yes, I'm dreading the day that I have two YouTube channels. And I know eventually <laughs> it's going to have to happen oh, because man. it's going to be too much content for both. And yeah. I'm going to have to split them and just keep the gun channel what it is, the commentary, yeah. and put the games on probably a different channel. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things I know we're running a little bit late here. One of the things like YouTube is saying is that even putting up stuff every day isn't necessarily going to help. So we're trying to spread things out. And that's Mm -hmm. why I'm even doing shorts for Who Moved My Freedom, because, you know, I'm trying to um, get it going on YouTube, even though I'm not going back to going live on YouTube to do it because we can't hold guns and stuff like that. But I will sometimes go live from YouTube just to talk to the people that are over there. So long answer to that question is i don't even know lola left she got tired of waiting around for imaginary uh creatures flying around here so <laughs> i'll we'll, we'll we'll let you guys know but if not we'll be back next week so uh 42 chills says lola gives the orders yes words of wisdom rolando uh we're about to enter unprecedented times that we've never seen in the history of this country so i would just my advice to everybody would just be vigilant and be patient because we don't know where how this is going to play out and there are a lot of people that want uh that want people like us to react very negatively and do stupid things mm-hmm. uh, and they'll just play right into their hands so don't don't do anything stupid that's really my words of wisdom today yes makes sense makes sense just be prepared <laughs> yep be prepared right. but don't do anything stupid <laughs> absolutely yes i'm with you okay awesome thanks so much stay there rolando thanks everyone um if i don't see you guys tomorrow i will see you next week Uh, Let me press the buttons.